Hey, y'all, it's that time of the week again. Since we missed last week, it was Thanksgiving. I was grateful for everything except for the fact we couldn't do the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour. So we're going to do it today. Jonathan E. Moore is here. We're going to catch up on uh, what's going on out in the, the so-called political world and how to correct it, uh, among other principled discussions that we always have with Jonathan E. Moore. Looking forward to that. And in hour two, uh, Dr. Co- Courtney Gowan, first time a uh, D.C., uh, going to join us about generational healing and fertility issues. And we have a question of the day related to fertility as well, so that'll be perfect. And also, for any of, of you out there struggling with smoking or addiction, uh, we have, uh, we're have we going to introduce this new ingredient, Mucunia purience. This is an Ayurvedic remedy that has a boost to what we call the L-dopa. Not synthetic, but a, a way that people are getting off of cigarettes. Another natural, safe way to do so, organic way. So that's coming up as well on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. <clears throat> Share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. And uh, we'll see you in the in the chat room in just a moment as well. So let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very diff- going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? It's in terminal condition. Terminal? Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. Wow. Well, at least uh, we see Biden's consistent in his uh, lack of uh, integrity or memory or everything else. That was in his younger years before he became whatever he is today. Well, the man we'd like to be more like is Jonathan E. Morton. He's here today after a wonderful Thanksgiving week off. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Sure. Doing well, Robert. How about you, my buddy? Great. We had just a wonderful celebration with friends, uh, the Health Independence Alliance crew, uh, and just just celebrate it. And there was no, how would you say controversy? You know, people were talking about, oh, I got to be careful what I talk about. No, these were all freedom people. I love being surrounded by people that that really love the principles upon which this nation was founded. And we got to celebrate that this past weekend. And I celebrated every week with you. So thank you for being here. Sure. And I'm glad to hear that you talked about uh, freedom over the holiday, um, even though the bird that you were eating obviously was not was free. Not- Free. It was free range organic for a while, and then it donated its life to us, and uh, we're grateful. Actually, we paid for it. But hey, there you nice go. You have there from Joe Biden. You, the sad reality is that you could have chosen probably a hundred or more comparable clips where he lies. In fact, 
it is so routine that Joe Biden tells falsehoods that it's quite amazing. I suspect that he has a record of telling more uh, falsehoods, fabrications mm. in his uh, lifetime than just about any other politician that has ever been uh, in this country. He's amazing in that his um, he has no remorse. He has no um, sensitivity about truthfulness at all, such that when he's called out by the media today for recent lies, um, he has no problem with ignoring that and just continuing. But what's even worse is that he oftentimes tells the same lie over and over and over again, long past the time he's been caught. So it's, it's, it's a, uh, a very unusual thing. You notice when, from that clip, he was really desperately trying to recreate his uh, history in mm -hmm. academia so that he could uh, take one person apparently in the audience. Now, was, now hold on. Come on. What, what, what? He explained it was his memory that failed him. <laughs> but his memory that. failed him. He didn't remember that he didn't get three degrees right. yeah. from undergraduate school. That's understandable. Just, I mean, you know, I, look, I thought I had eight until I forgot. <laughs> It's, it's always it's always difficult to remember how many degrees you have. What what is wow. what, what's uh, the the point though here is that he oftentimes lies like that in bragging about himself when he's about to argue with someone mm -hmm. uh, on an individual basis. He has this habit of pointing out someone and then uh, condemning them in a group. And I guess he has this complex of some sort where. He has to dominate someone in order for himself to feel as though he has some value or importance. I don't know, but he does that very regularly. He'll do it with media people trying to ask him questions. He'll do it with people who are challenging him on his positions at public uh, forums. And, uh, and he also does that apparently in interpersonal discussions too. When he feels nervous about a subject, he can't articulate a coherent mm -hmm defense yeah he'll, he'll then turn it into a personal thing mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's, it's like just, he puffs up like a peacock right you yeah, know it's like <laughs> yeah. and it, it's a small mind that does that it is an ungracious person who does that person without any tact or and that's what we've got here we have a person who really is a wreck uh, he's not a, he's not capable of running the country of course but in addition to that he really is a petty little man. He's a bitter person. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. And I think about the, um, I don't want to be embarrassed, but I mean, if I, if I step back and go, this is America and this is the guy that got in. Now we can get into all kinds of discussions about the, the, the voting irregularities, but for the moment, just say, if we perceive, as we've heard before, that you get the government you deserve, I would acknowledge, as we've talked about, Jonathan, over the years, the lack of real education in terms of history, foundational principles, all of these things have manifested the progressive era, the book that you've written on that going back to the 19th century to today, have, have manifested something like a Joe Biden in politics at all, much less one that has risen to become apparently president. And, and so as we look to make correction, it isn't just as you... Well, now I point out putting good people in like I want to see you in, you know, when we're able to get there uh, into the U.S. Senate. But it's about the education process that needs to take place, needs to replace and deprogram people from the cult of 
the wrong form of government, the government that our founders said, you don't want what is now transpired or transpiring to have a Biden in there. Or if a Biden somehow slips in, that we'd have a government that was constrained by a constitutional cage that would make the damage that they could do minimal compared to what can be done today. Well, you know, our founding fathers valued virtue. They were very concerned about not only the actions they took, that they were constitutional, uh, but that they also left a legacy that would be a kind of a person that, that others would follow and emulate. Um, they weren't uh, characterized by hedonism or self-centered preoccupation like Joe Biden is. They would never betray the United States for personal wealth like he has done with China through his son, Hunter Biden. Um, they loved this country, but fundamentally, what did that mean? That meant that they loved freedom they created a constitution to protect individual sovereignty, to ensure that we could have freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, and property rights. Uh, and to have our, our country be dedicated to defense of those rights. And so, you know, you have George Washington, who was so humble when you read his inaugural address, he refrains from articulating a clear uh, set of proposals to Congress because he says that in the first instance, he uh, respects that the members of Congress have that power under the Constitution and he will await their actions and determine the rightfulness of them. And he wasn't driven by uh, partisanship and he was willing to sacrifice his life, of course, as commander-in-chief, many instances where he almost did, uh, but also was willing to sacrifice his old age uh, and the, the remainder of his life in the service to his country after he retired to Mount Vernon. He was a person who George III expected if he uh, had all this power, which he did have access to, um, would turn the nation into a dictatorship, I suspect, if Joe Biden had the fortune of being in that point in history, he would have. Uh, but it's not all about Washington and Washington's view. It's all about freedom. And it's all of, to Joe Biden. It's all about Biden and his family. Yeah. It's about amassing wealth and selling out this country. Uh, if it means selling out this country, they don't have any problem with that, as long as it means that they're going to make more money from it. It's a, it's a disgusting mm -hmm. situation. Because when I look at the American people, I see people who are hardworking, who are honest, virtuous mm -hmm. by and large. And we're being held hostage by a radical minority that has no apparent morality. They're willing to destroy children, uh, has no apparent interest in freedom because they're willing to have the government take over everything in the name of the Green New Deal. Mm -hmm. It has no sympathy whatsoever for law-abiding American but, citizens with property because they're willing to have the borders remain open and our whole country be destroyed by fentanyl and by criminal gangs pouring over and by uh, sex trafficking and drug trafficking and all of the horrors that come when you open up your borders, including inviting terrorists into the country. It, it's so remarkable that they're willing to destroy our whole nation. And the American people are being held hostage by that small group. 
That's what's really happening. Well, and Jonathan, the, the polarization, you know, if I ask, how does this happen? How did it happen? We go back to Hegel, which you've written about as well, the dialectic, the division, the artificial divide that's created through mechanisms of fear mongering. So we have an extreme, you know, if you will, view and nobody gets together in the middle and says, hey, uh, yeah, we like freedom. We all do. And yet we're, we're played. Both sides are played. And, and that's why we see also um, the Republicans that are in there not standing on principle as well uh, that have been abandoned or maybe they never knew it because they are a pro- product of the education system that has devolved from uh, teaching the principles of liberty and defense of liberty and constitutional governance to uh, the glory of government. And, and it's just like, well, this is the government I like because my guy's in and I don't like, you know, where do we get to the depth of what we discuss here? Um, this is, you know, I agree. I don't think it's a majority that wanted Biden in. No way do I believe that. And I think even the people that maybe supported him, a lot of them, may didn't realize that this was going to happen because they were played as well. The question is, can there be someone? such as yourself, that speaks to those folks on the on the basis of principles that doesn't try to play a dialectic and divide, but kind of go, hey, you know, here's where we have all the commonalities as Americans, whether we disagree on certain things about life, because that's normal, but we come together because the freedom principle supersedes all of the differences, much more important than all the differences we perceive that we have amongst the electorate. Well, I think... I really do believe this. I think the greatest days for America truly are ahead of us. And the reason why I say that is that this experiment in socialism has obviously failed. Uh, the effort to try to turn America into a socialist state over the last two and a half years has been botched, uh, not because of the fact that you have inept people running the show, albeit that's true. Uh, it's, it's largely because socialism is a bankrupt idea. Socialism has never worked anywhere in the world. And when they rushed to achieve socialism, doubling the American budget from $4.5 trillion to $10 or $11 trillion in one year, creating massive inflation, raising gas prices, uh, destroying the fossil fuel industry, uh, going after people's property rights and destroying them, um, allowing the bureaucratic state to work like a wrecking ball and destroying industry, this whole thing in order to put government in place of the private sector, a vibrant, thriving private sector, um, is now apparent to, I think, the overwhelming majority of the American people who want to see a restoration of an economy that's based on free enterprise, who want to see uh, individual rights protected and parents' rights protected over their children's education and upbringing, uh, that want to see the United States uh, to be the envy of the world again, as far as uh, its standing as a bastion of liberty in the world. Though that power is in the hands of the American people. All they need to do is, is vote in accordance with their wishes. The American people are saying in, in uh, survey after survey that the dire economy is the number one issue for them. Uh, education is, is pretty close to the top as well. Yeah. And uh, immigration, uh, the immigration crisis is up there. So these are things we can all rally around. And uh, what we need are specific answers to those problems. I think what has happened is that too few people have articulated a clear agenda and have instead engaged in this bickering. The American people are sick of the bickering. 
what they want. Well, again, playing out the dialectic again. It's it's like so easy to fall prey to it because it's almost embedded into the DNA of the people of planet Earth because the ideas of Hegel have really immersed themselves around the world, particularly in socialism, communism, collectivism, but have crept in over a century of time here in the United States. So how do we break that cycle? Certainly, I don't think by creating more of a divide, but by coming to, when I say the center, it doesn't mean that I don't have conservative leanings that others would describe, well, you're on the right side of it. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, an alignment of principle, right? Finding out where we have agreement. Some might call that a center, whatever, it's okay. But the point is appealing to that which, you know, we know there's disgust even from the political left on some of the things that are happening. Where is it that we can communicate things that they'll go, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm all in on that rather than going, oh, I'm repulsed because you're, a, you know, whatever, what they perceive you to be. We have a lot to overcome in terms of perception becoming reality. All of that is the smokescreen. In the end, people want to know, does this person have integrity? And by that, they want to know, if you stand for something, open your mouth and tell me what you're going to do. Tell me what you're committed to do. And then I expect you to adhere to that. And if you're a person of integrity, you will. So if I cast my vote for you because you are going to lower taxes to increase uh, the production of goods and services in this country, which will help lower inflation, you are going to cut federal spending substantially so that inflation is reduced. You are going to allow fossil fuel production and distribution to happen in this country so that gas prices will go down. You are going to cut the regulations that are impairing the ability of companies to manufacture, store, process, and distribute uh, gas. You are going to create tax incentives instead of government planning to reduce pollution by having tax incentives for private innovation to develop means to lower uh, pollution instead of a one-size-fits-all, you go drive a electric car, you have solar and wind power, that's it. That kind of jackbooted thug authoritarianism. Yeah. All right. So if, if you stand for these things, which I do, then they want you to articulate that plainly and then go ahead and when you're elected, achieve it. So what I see with, with the last election is a very clear uh, communication from the public that the games are up. We don't want any more of this bickering. We want solutions. You tell us honestly what you will do and we'll either vote for you or we'll vote against you. And that's what that that's what democracy is supposed to be. Not this situation where I come in and I promise you the world, I get into office, I deliver none of it. I feather my own nest and help my cronies and build a great life for myself at the expense of the public. We've had it. We've all had it. That's enough. We are at, at a point where we realize that if this continues, our country is gone. Yeah. I mean, we are in dire straits. We're heading in the wrong direction, but the public is on to it. I believe. And I, you know, I speak all over the place and I get the same reaction, Robert, by and mm -hmm. large, whether people agree with me on a specific point or not, they agree that integrity has to be brought back 
And that in addition to that, a person needs to have a clear agenda and act on that agenda in order to justify their support. And so I, you know, I think that's the answer. And I think that the, the, the Democrat party is driven by people who are, have made their life's career, Pelosi and Schumer, out of obfuscation, out of misleading the public, out of making you think that they are for one thing when they actually do the other. It's, it, the classic example is the Inflation Reduction Act. It has absolutely nothing at all to do with it. reducing yeah. inflation, actually increases inflation, but they call it the Inflation Reduction Act because that's how they can sell it, because they're, they are intentionally misleading their constituents. The opposite of what they're actually attempting to do. They'll name it the opposite. What about the support for freedom? Back in the day, I remember, and this was true of both Democrat and Republican administrations, when there were crackdowns and violence against the people of in communist nations, so former Soviet Union, current Chinese communist China, right? We'd be very outspoken to saying, you know, this is outrageous. Uh, there'd be attempts to try and impact the, the behavior there, whether you perceive that's a good thing or not. But that look, whether you're Republican or Democrat, that used to be a nor- the norm. Now we're seeing massive protests in China, very little coverage by the mainstream media and very little being said by the Biden administration in a way that I would say uh, I perceive that they actually mean it. You know, when they're talking about supporting protests against, you know, zero COVID policies and lockdowns, my perception is that just like, uh, Biden encouraging uh, our no- neighbors to the north and their prime minister to, to, to shut down those uh, those truckers protests, you know, many months ago now that Biden would love to have the power and authority to do the things China is doing. Is that a perception? Am, am I off on that? I just have that sense that if they had the ability to do so, they would love to shut us down again, force mask us, force jab us, et cetera. Remember, it's this administration that wanted all employees and companies, 100 or more, to be forced by law to be vaccinated or to be tested weekly. It's this administration that forced people out of the military if they didn't get vaccinated and is still fighting battles against those who brought suits for religious on religious exemption grounds uh, and rather than recognize that they have a right to a religious exemption against vaccination. <clears throat> it's this administration that worked with Trudeau to encourage him to engage in the very crackdown of civil liberties against Canadians to support uh, their position that all the truckers be forcibly vaccinated. And it's this administration that has been soft peddling its relationship with China ever since the president got in there because his son, Hunter Biden, received over $4 million, (coughs) excuse me, substantially more than $4 million from the communist Chinese as part of the influence peddling program that is his whole family's operation, including, including his brother, Jim. And, and so this guy is not an enemy of authoritarianism. That is Biden. He sympathizes with Xi Jinping. He, he thinks that, oh yeah, if I had that power, I'd be in, in great shape. I wouldn't have to deal with the Supreme Court, the constitutionality of this. I'd just be able to go ahead with it. He goes, he goes ahead with it, even though he knows it's unconstitutional. Even mm-hmm. after the courts strike him down, he continues to engage in unconstitutional authoritarian actions. So the point is, the reason why they do not call out Xi Jinping in a way like, like John F. Kennedy would have, for example. John F. Kennedy said, 
we will pay any price, bear any burden, defend any friend and oppose any foe to ensure the survival and success of liberty. That eloquent language mm-hmm. is beyond Biden, but what, what is also beyond Biden is advancing a cause that promotes the very liberty that he tried to take away from the American citizens. He's not gonna criticize Xi Jinping for something that he would like to have the power to do himself. That's what I'm seeing here as well. And um, we have uh, lawsuits being filed, number of them, in fact, and even uh, their Republican senators right now are uh, are saying we're gonna withhold, uh, I think some, some funding, a military spending bill, until they rehire all the troops that were fired because they didn't want to get jabbed. I think that's a very reasonable thing to restore the freedom of those who don't give up their religious freedom just because they're members of the military. Yes, this is exactly what good members of the United States Senate would do. Here you have Rand Paul, who I admire tremendously, who's introduced this legislation. And it's precisely what we need. I mean, we need for senators to stand up for these members of the military who exercise their constitutional right, religious freedom, uh, and said, I am not going to get the jab because it's against my moral religious mm-hmm. principles. And to have the government just immediately in blanket measure deny them all. I mean, what they discovered in the course of this is that the, the uh, Department of Defense was giving no individualized review to determine whether or not it would grant these waivers. Now, let me tell you something. The government can't tell you what your religion is. Freedom of religion, by definition, is a matter of conscience between you and your maker. Mm-hmm. If you came to the conclusion that you and your maker uh, think or, or, or perceive harming yourself through the injection of this vaccine, to be a defilement of the temple of the Lord, which is your body, um, then that's your that's your judgment, and you uh, can't be questioned anywhere else. So if they were to try to say, "Oh, that's not legitimate because the church that you're affiliated with doesn't take that position," or you're not affiliated with a church that does take that position, or the church that you're affiliated with that does take that position is proceeding on on improper or inappropriate interpretations of original uh, biblical script, that is not possible under the First Amendment. Right. I don't think it's the role of government to determine what our religious beliefs are if we declare them. Now, there's an appeals court uh, says now the Air Force has wrongly relied on a broad formula to deny religious objections to vaccine mandate. This is to your point. You're not taking an individual look at each you know, request or demand for an exemption, whatever it may be, but you're going, hey, here's our formula. It's a mathematical formula. It denies individual freedom and liberty and religious belief and just says, you know what? We're just going to broad-based reject it. And I think this lawsuit is, is pointing out that the government violated these constitutionally protected rights. Well, it gets back to the fundamental uh, understanding of what rights are. I mean, the founding fathers intended for us to have individual rights, those rights could not be taken away for us except upon due process of law and the establishment of what's called malum in se, a criminal act that is actually in action that deprives the rights of others. Uh, in this instance, there is no evidence whatsoever 
that someone who's just standing there is violating the rights of anybody. And so when you refuse a vaccination, it's a most fundamental exercise of your rights because whether you stand on religious grounds or whether you stand just because you don't want to be vaccinated, that is a matter of personal choice. You are not in the situation where by doing that, you're violating anyone else's rights. And they try, much as they try to convey that impression, uh, we know that there's no distinguishing principle between those who are vaccinated and those who are not when it comes to transmission of this disease. At, at root, they would at least have to have that as the basis for saying that those who are refusing vaccination somehow pose a threat. And so they lied about that. For a very long time, the government, Fauci, lied directly. They knew otherwise. They lied directly, and even the president lied directly, saying that if you're vaccinated, you don't transmit the disease. If you're not vaccinated, you do. Well, the reality is that whether you're vaccinated or not, you can transmit the disease. It has no bearing on transmission. So when it comes to the injury of others, unless you can show in an individual case that someone has the disease and is willfully in, in embracing others and going into public locations and spreading it, which is a crime, uh, then you don't have a basis to act. Why? Because we so love freedom in this country, we so protect individual conscience, freedom of choice, that we follow the definition of liberty that was given to us by Thomas Jefferson and is the characteristic definition of American liberty that underlies the Constitution. And what is that? He said, liberty in the full plenitude of its extent is unobstructed action according to will, but rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. He said, I did not say within the limits of the law because the law is often but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates an individual right. So what we have here is a president who does not respect individual rights, who's willing to sacrifice your rights at the drop of a hat to pursue a far left agenda or to gain greater government control. And that is the very enemy of a republic and of individual freedom that the founding fathers intended to prevent, guard against. And we have that person as president of the United States. And all those members of the Senate who are complicit with him, and I count among those Tim Kaine of Virginia, yes. must account for why they're violating people's rights. They must account for that. They don't. They obfuscate, they hide, they refuse to admit it. But the fact of the matter is, they stand for positions that cause people in the military who have a right to refuse a vaccination to be forcibly vaccinated or terminated. They stand for the proposition that everyone in a business of 100 or more must be vaccinated or tested weekly. Uh, and, and so they penalize those that are not vaccinated and they, and they castigate them and they make them pariahs. And this... Yeah. This whole regime, which is a part of our history now and a really unfortunate episode in the history of American freedom because it's a deprivation of liberty, is one for which those who have been complicit in promoting government control at the expense of the individual need to be held accountable. 
Yeah, and for those of us who have been decrying what's been going on a lot longer than this, as you have as well, we'll talk about more of the uh, uh, the, the power grab of the oligarchy in a moment uh, related to a, a form of medicine that is key to my recovery in my lifetime, homeopathy. Uh, this is, again, this is not new, but it's just strengthened and more centralized and more power. And if Biden and the administration had the thought that they could get away with it, they would go down to everybody, including companies that have one employee, not just 100, much less all of the military. They thought they could get away with it, which is why they did it. And this is why they're they're If not silent, they're certainly not directing anything of consequence towards China, much less Canada, which, as you pointed out, Biden encouraged the crackdown on those who are protesting the so-called vaccine mandates. Now, a place where people are embracing freedom is the Health Freedom Expo. Every year we get together in person, usually in Chicagoland area with our friends at uh, Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. And then we do a virtual expo in February following the October event. We have that coming up the 18th and 19th of February, the virtual expo, which we actually do additional live uh, health freedom discussion topics. Usually Jonathan is there with me as well remotely. And there are a number of other topics that will be covered and additional lectures that weren't given at the live expo in October. You'll have access to all of that. Even if you were there with us, we couldn't see it all. So I'm encouraging everybody to go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, sign up, be part of it. And it's a great community, even through this Whova app where you can interact with one another and learn from each other, as well as be amongst people that cherish the liberty that we get to talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, especially with Jonathan E. Mord when we uh, get together and do the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour. So you'll see Jonathan's listed there, Defeating the Greatest Threats to Liberty, one of his amazing uh, presentations. Also, for those of you who are new to this show or new to Jonathan, we have new people joining us all of the time. Jonathan has formed with a a bunch of uh, great people supporting him an exploratory committee to run for the United States Senate against eventually Tim Kaine in Virginia. And that would happen two years hence should he get to that hurdle, as we've talked about. And we're getting close but if you haven't already supported or if you haven't, you want to do more, come on over to emord4va, emord, E-M-O-R-D, 4-F-O-R-V-A, Virginia.com. And that'll get you there and you can contribute and support that. I'm excited and anxious that we'll have a time on this show where we'll announce officially that conversion from exploratory committee to actually an active candidate. There he is. Uh, I'd love to see Jonathan Emord not only run, but I think, in fact, I know he'll win. He could beat Tim Kaine in Virginia. Uh, so I want to continue to remind folks, if you're new to this, uh, or, or if you're not you're new, you know, I don't have to remind you because you're new. I'm telling you the first time. Support Jonathan. Check him out. You know what he's like, a man of great integrity and constitutionally grounded in the in the principles we love to, to espouse here on the show. Uh, there are upcoming events. Just if you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com or you sign up for the newsletter by texting RSB to 22828. The number's 22828 when you text, not if you're in the car, but unless you're not driving, and then send my initials, RSB. You'll be prompted to enter your email, and Super Don will send you a nice newsletter, including poll questions of the day, which are rather interesting, and we've had some good ones recently, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll reveal that later today as well. Uh, also, support for our trinityschool.org. Uh, trinityschool.org is Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Both of those things are wonderful in their support of this message. And shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers as well. We'll get to that some more. I want to talk, Jonathan, our friends at the Alliance for Natural Health, ANH-USA.org. Headline reads, homeopathic or homeopathy bombshell coming. 
Currently, FDA has submitted uh, some draft guidance threatening consumer access to homeopathic medicines to the OMB. And remember, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act of 1938 actually um, passed in 1939, signed into law, grandfathered, as far as I know, the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States. So it's a legally recognized system of drugs, if you will, although no side effects, non-toxic, safest drugs, if you will, on planet Earth. And this guidance says that any homeopathic drug that has not been considered grass, generally recognized as safe and effective, is considered a new drug. And by the way, the FDA has not determined that any homeopathic drugs are generally recognized as safe, despite the fact that in reality, there is not enough substance to create a side effect or a direct negative or toxic effect. Then, of course, a new drug cannot be marketed unless it goes through FDA's approval process. So they want you to have to spend a half a million, no, half a billion dollars. You know how much it takes to get a new drug approved? And then in homeopathic language, you couldn't patent it. You'd never get your money back. That basically is a death knell for the freedom of the people to choose a medicine that is harmless. And in my opinion, in my experience, helpful by extraordinary means, in many cases, greater than any drug that the FDA does approve. And so no drugs have gone through the official FDA approval process based on the standards that they want to apply to the pharmaceutical drugs, which, Jonathan, as you know, are the second, third, or first leading cause of death, depending on the stats you read. So what do you see going on here with this next attempt to eradicate the main competition to pharmaceutical drugs? That's exactly it. It's an anti-competitive measure, and it is a horrendous move because, look, a majority of people in the Western world rely on homeopathic the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States and homeopathics. Um, and to take that away by forcing drugs that were not meant by Congress to be subjected to the new drug approval process, to put them through that process is outrageous, particularly when you're talking about substances, as you point out, that are not patentable. So it's impossible economically uh, to expend the billion or more dollars that you have to expend these days in order to get a new drug approved. And furthermore, it's based, homeopathics are based on an entirely different system of medicine than homeopathic medicine. Than the allopathic so, side allopathic, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Allopathic medicine. So what you end up with is a intentional, what they're doing is intentionally killing homeopathy in America. And it, it, it you know, you have to ask yourself, what is the harm of homeopathy? What is the harm? What has been the harm of homeopathy? And the answer to that question is nothing. There's been no harm caused by homeopathy. Compare it to allopathic drugs. Allopathic mm -hmm. drugs are some of the most dangerous substances in the world, and yet they are routinely consumed by Americans across the United States almost every day very large percentage of people over the age of 50 consume mm -hmm. multiple allopathic drugs with consequences. As we yeah. know, 118,000 or so people a year uh, die from taking prescription drugs in accordance with the prescription. In other words, correctly dosing. Yeah. Uh, so alternatives are essential. And when a homeopathic drug works in an individual case, it is a delight because, again, it's virtually so no harm yeah. for a homeopathic drug to cause harm. All right. Now, so it's, it's what they're doing is imposing a penalty through a massive new regulatory system on homeopathics designedly to rid them from the market, 
even though mm-hmm. they cause no injury. This is an outrage. This is a violation of your freedom of choice. It's a violation of your doctor-patient relationship because the doctor no longer can have the freedom to recommend a homeopathic product. And then, of course, it ruins all these great companies that have spent all their efforts to make the best homeopathic products and have this tremendous record that could not be equaled by the record unmatched. Jonathan, is this not the FDA rewriting a law that was passed by Congress in 1939? Well, what they're doing, they're violating a more recent law, which is the CARES Act. And in the CARES Act itself, uh, and this has not been litigated, maybe it will be uh, someday soon. um, uh, uh, The CARES Act includes within it a provision that prevents the FDA from doing this very thing, reclassifying homeopathic products as drugs. It's not been litigated. It must be. And now they're making it essential that it will be. And I'm telling you, uh, these people have, you know, you you and I've watched this. I mean, it's forever. The FDA is constantly trying to turn uh, dietary supplements into drugs, to turn homeopathic products into drugs to remove them from the public so that they're only available by prescription. Why? To give more centralized power over these substances to the FDA. The FDA has a voracious, power-hungry appetite. It already controls 98% of all things we consume in in this country, and yet they want more power. They want even greater control. Well, you know what? That's the enemy of freedom. That's the enemy of your freedom of choice, that's violating your rights as a consumer. You can't go into the marketplace and get what you want or need. You can't rely on your own noggin. You have to look to a bureaucrat to tell you whether or not something you know works for you can be taken by you. They've taken off the market a whole bunch of things. Vitamin B6, right? Uh, pyroxidine. They removed it from the market. No harm being caused uh, to anyone. In fact, it was helping people. They take it off the market anyway. Mm-hmm. They want to take off NAC from the market. They want to take off a whole host of things that are out there off the market, bioidentical hormones. They've already made it impossible, virtually impossible to uh, get bioidentical hormones. So, I mean, the whole thing is a disaster. And at first, you know, you have this medical principle, do no harm, okay? If you do no harm, first do no harm. If you If you do no harm, the FDA is still after you. Yeah. The FDA can you whether it is of no consequence to anything that they have jurisdiction over. They still go after you. So, Jonathan, for decades, you have taken on the oligarchy in court. In fact, you've beaten the FDA world record eight times, and yet they still are up to their, what I perceive to be criminally anti-constitutional attempts at rewriting law that Congress has passed, going back, as, as I said, to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, but you mentioned the CARES Act. So uh, do you anticipate that there'll be a, a cause of action uh, pending? And, and who would have standing to sue against the FDA in such a circumstance? Well, we will see. We will see, Robert. But uh, yes, there are many parties that have standing because they're directly adversely injured by the action the government plans to take. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things where this administration, like it has so many times, will uh, overreach get into the business of destroying companies, and then we'll have the litigation, and then they're going to have to answer. And I think, I think really, we have an excellent chance. Uh, my team at Emord and Associates has scoped out 
uh, an avenue for attacking the government and protecting individual rights in the in this area of homeopathy so that homeopathy remains available to the American people. And that's something that is a, a fight well worth waging and ought to be waged. And what about uh, in the Senate or the House of Representatives? You know, many times people are urged, like in this ANH uh, uh, broadcast outreach, urgent outreach to everybody about this, write to your congressman, write to your senator. What could you or what would you do were you in the Senate that is different from anybody else to this point? And, and having considered that you have also written legislation related to things like this for, uh, at the time, uh, Representative Dr. Ron Paul to kind of curtail these activities. What could you do in the Senate in, in such a circumstance? Well, they had a, a thing called the Compliance Policy Guideline that was set up many, many years ago, I believe in the 70s. And under it, they basically took a hands-off approach at FDA to homeo homeopathy. Uh, only if someone was injured did they have a real focus on the particular homeopathic product. Otherwise, they kept their hands off and uh, they didn't require them to go through the drug approval process and they didn't require them to alter uh, homeopathy into an allopathic mold. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we ought to codify that. We ought to codify the compliance policy guideline, go back to where we were, where there's no interference by the FDA with the day-to-day -day operations of homeopathy in the United States. It's not hurting people. It's helping many people. And it is a situation where a whole host, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people are relying on homeopathy every day and are benefiting from it. Leave them alone. Yeah. Leave them alone. Let them have their freedom. They're not hurting anybody else. They're not hurting themselves. Let doctors give them the homeopathic prescriptions. Let compounding pharmacies make tailored homeopathic products. Let the states regulate the practice of pharmacy. Keep the FDA out of it. If you want to destroy something, mm -hmm. you want to really mess it up, get the FDA involved in it. Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. You want to see your freedom of choice and buying things disappear? Have the FDA get involved. That's a really good way of doing it. It's one of the most corrupt uh, protectionist institutions in Washington. Its powers need to be curtailed. And in this instance, Robert, I'm telling you, we should codify that compliance mm -hmm. policy guideline from the 70s and force the FDA to abide by it rather than have them go through the business of transforming homeopathic drugs into conventional drugs, which, you know, very, from the start of the act, as you pointed out, in the 30s, from the uh, amendments to the act forward, the uh, the government has been in the business of leaving homeopathic products alone. If there's any instance of a major questions doctrine type of action on the part of the government, this is a classic example of it. Congress never gave FDA the authority to treat homeopathics like allopathic medicine and force it through the new drug approval process. And yet the courts thus far have knocked down challenges but they haven't seen the kind of challenge that I'm thinking about. And, and I think we will, we will see that come to pass. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm confident that the challenges will be there to this. It's not going to, obviously no one's going to allow homeopathy to be wiped out in the United States just because Biden and his henchmen at the FDA think that it would be a nice idea. You know, Washington said, let there be no change by usurpation. For though in one instance it may be an instrument of good, it is the customary weapon 
by which free governments are destroyed. What Biden is doing right and left, and this is an, another example of it, is just exercising raw power because he can get away with it until the courts slap him down. And that's, you know, do you want a tyrant? It, it, Biden's a would-be tyrant. He really wants to tyrannize this country by insisting that it follow his dictates. Yeah. We got to stand up and say no. And and this is where I've said, I wish one state, one governor, one legislative body within a state would have the courage to say, you know what? The FDA has gone beyond uh, the authority given to the federal government in the constitution. And, and we're going to kick them out and we're going to establish one state to be health, a health freedom state where we will allow the free market to uh, determine that which is efficacious. Of course, safety is something and fraud is something already on the statutes, both at the state and federal level. Not to, you don't. Robert, Governor, Governor DeSantis did do that during the COVID, uh, height of the COVID pandemic. He essentially kicked FDA out. Uh, His solicitor general for the state, Mm -hmm. uh, surgeon general, excuse me, for the state, effectively kicked the FDA out by ensuring that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine would remain available even when FDA had shifted its position and suddenly tried to remove it because it was an economic uh, uh, problem for the the pharmaceutical companies pushing as the only answer the vaccine. So so here you have a very inexpensive over-the-counter type of remedy in, in ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that the FDA drove out of the market nationwide. But in Florida, DeSantis stood up and said, hey, no, look, it's helping people here. We're not going to let you take it away. Yeah. And, and that is a significant step uh, on a governor and state level. And I would just take it further. Of course, it's never enough for me in terms of freedom. <laughs> and I would say, you know, let the herbal uh, mectins out in the world, the homeopathic options, the dietary supplement options, let them all speak truth. I'm not talking about deceptive practices or fraud, but in freedom, there's a lot of science as I've gone through and I've revealed here on this show to support the use of a lot of complementary things, even with or alongside ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. And whether you want to or not, uh, acknowledge that God is pretty powerful and, and pretty smart about creating the things in, in nature to provide for us options in healing that man in all of his arrogance couldn't duplicate, even if he tried. That's right. We need a free, wide open uh, debate and we need people to be able to decide. The First Amendment, freedom of speech, protects your right to decide for yourself and ensures that by supplying you with full information. Mm -hmm. When government goes in like it did in this pandemic and skews the market by working with big tech to censor information so that you cannot hear the debate, so that you cannot be a part of the debate, so that you can't even exchange information about what your own experience has been. Uh, When it does that type of heavy-handed censorship, the result is always the same. It's always worse for you. It means that you are denied the chance to do what's in your own best interest and what's in your family's best interest and to make the decisions for yourself. You make those decisions every day. And yet in certain areas like this, the government says, oh, no, we can't let you have that decision. We can't make a decision. We're going to tell you what to do. And you know what? The founding fathers understood 
that there would be critical issues and they chose, they staked their all on the proposition that they would trust the American people to make up their minds for themselves and would keep government out of the information marketplace. That's why the First Amendment says no law, no law, not some laws, mm -hmm. not sometimes a law is okay in an emergency. No, it's an absolute bar on the federal government uh, censoring speech. It says that there can be no law abridging freedom of speech and the press. No law. Yet we're finding out how much government and government representatives colluded with big tech and big media to suppress speech, to limit speech through things like fact checkers that need to be fact checked themselves. And the Defender is reporting an article by Suzanne Burdick, Ph.D., a grotesque uh, event occurring right now. Google, YouTube invest $12 million in a global fact-checking media network. And, uh, you know, as, as if there's a difference or distinction between what they would suddenly do as a semi-private organization that is definitely influenced by government, as we're finding out in certain depositions and other things, uh, claiming that combating misinformation is an ongoing global challenge for society. Google and YouTube said they're going to spend this money to create a global fact check fund that will basically violate the freedom of speech of those who are engaged in it that want to utilize those platforms wrongly being claimed to be private so that they can suppress information when we realize they are so enjoying some form of monopoly benefit if you will by government uh largesse in some way shape or form as we're learning about the interface behind the scenes between government and these organizations it's government industry collusion in the area of freedom of speech and press. You have the government achieving its objective, and here you have multiple governments achieving their objectives by denying people access to information, by manipulating information to their advantage, and by censoring speech. And that, whether it's done directly by the government, which apparently no one, uh, 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 even these people are not saying is constitutional, direct action by the government, they say, would violate the First Amendment. Some want it anyway, but it would violate the First Amendment. When it comes to this, it violates the First Amendment just as well. Whether you as a government agent censor speech or hire someone or work and collude with someone to achieve that same end, it all violates the First Amendment. The First Amendment prohibits government censorship, whether done directly by government agents or by agents in the private sector who, who further the government's bidding. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's not a situation where they, they're gonna get away with this. I suspect that the long-term uh, uh, um, history of this is going to be that the people will have uh, litigation, that it will go against these companies, that they will fail ultimately, that the First Amendment will be vindicated and it'll be vindicated when this collusion is shown. For example, in the Alex Berenson case, a good opportunity there to establish this kind of censorship where uh, agents of the government colluded with big tech and big tech then proceeded to uh, take Berenson off of all of these platforms because he dared to speak the truth about COVID-19. Yeah, one of the powers you all have is to stop utilizing these big tech platforms that think they've got you because they've made life so easy and so convenient. Things like YouTube, which we've been banned on for a couple of years now, uh, and other startups or smaller companies that are growing, like Rumble that is not censoring. 
uh, many of the, the folks that have been banned by YouTube. So moving on over there, for instance, uh, Google, which seemed to dominate the world as a search engine, much less other things. Uh, you can simply stop using it and move on to other things. So that, you know, is part of the not waiting for government to solve the problem that they are participating in creating. Imagine if these people, I mean, sadly, they they seem to have adopted an authoritarian view. They seem to believe in a global government. They seem to believe that the United States ought not be a nation independent of the rest of the world and its protection of liberty, but ought to be a part of the rest of the world and its suppression or deprivation of liberty. But imagine if one of these uh, executives in big tech came out and said, you know what, and this was obviously done by Elon Musk, but if one of these other characters that have these enormous platforms like Google came out and said, YouTube came out and said, you know what, I am uh, an advocate of individual liberty. I'd rather err on the side of allowing speech, even speech that many people hate and controversial speech, then err, then err on the side of censorship where I would be accused of being complicit with the government or where even if I'm not complicit with the government, I would be accused of, of making my own viewpoints and preferences a, a national standard, international standard. I won't do that because this is a forum for freedom. This is an advocacy of freedom. Look, they, don't need, they won't even protect uh, people in China who are attempting to use their devices to communicate information and dissent from the government there when it's a clear, outrageous deprivation of rights going on, locking people up in the apartment complexes and homes, mm -hmm. uh, denying people the right to continue to go to work, uh, causing starvation and even people going insane because they've been locked up for so long. And the government is obviously a totalitarian government that's impervious to the interests and needs of its people only to use them to further its own power in the world. Uh, so we should be, you know, rather than this tepid response from Joe Biden that, oh yeah, people have a right to protest. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, he ought to be celebrating their freedoms and saying that these people are standing up for individual liberty against a totalitarian regime that's brutal and they ought, and they ought to be exposing it. They ought to be fighting for it. But of course, he himself would limit our rights. Inside. No, he was applauding, as we pointed out, Trudeau's uh, ability to just sh clamp down on anybody who even contributed to the truckers in, in Canada. You know, so the idea is, hey, if we can digitize your bank accounts and your identification, we can shut down all protests because we'll stop your money from being able to be spent. And I'm looking into that. The sad reality is in Canada, they don't have our our Bill of Rights. They don't have, you know, their Charter of Liberty is not anything because Parliament itself is the source of it. And Parliament itself can revoke the liberties in an emergency. And that's mm -hmm. why they have this Emergency Act. That's not true in this country because our constitution is based on the sovereignty of the people. And it, it goes back to the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, mm -hmm. where the just powers of government are derived from the consent of the government. Yes. And acknowledging that rights preexist the existence of the government that we help to form in terms of our. Right. Uh, yeah. Folks uh, in Canada, we love you and appreciate you. We got a lot of fans in Canada, and your parliament granted you privileges, not rights. Uh, if it's granted by government, it's not a right. Rights come from God or Creator. And well, if you believe, you no, know, Robert. Yeah. The truth is, 
our rights come from God. They don't come from government. Government is the antithesis of rights. Government acts with power that necessarily trenches on rights. So government is not where you go to for rights. It's where you go to if you want to suppress rights. What If you want to see where your rights come from, they are God-given. They're with you at birth. They're the freedoms that you have innately. And so it is that in Canada, the Canadians have rights. They absolutely do. They have these same innate rights. It's a birthright of every citizen, every person on earth. It's just that their government doesn't respect the rights. Sure, it doesn't acknowledge it or pretend its actions. Yeah, to grant them. Jonathan E. Mord, my friend, so great to be with you. Sacred Fire of Liberty each and every week at this time. Y'all check him out, emord.com, as well as emord4va.com, the exploratory committee to have Jonathan run for the United States Senate out of Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine two years hence, or less now. Uh, we'd love to see that happen, Jonathan. Thank you for being here, as always. Yes, sir, Robert. Take care. God bless you, my brother. We've got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, if you want to have kids, there's something called fertility. Is it at risk? Oh, big time. It has been for a long time, even more so than ever before since these jabs came out. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more with a uh, first time, I believe a first time guest, another one. I, it's so excited to get some awesome people here. Dr. Courtney Gowan is going to join us. She's a DC and she has some things about the continuity stuff we want to talk about, including the sustaining of life from this point forward. How can what she knows as a doctor of chiropractic and more help us to do that? I'm excited. We've got questions of the day on fertility as well. And also, for those of you still smoking or vaping and want to stop, we've got a new option for you. Coming up after the educational break at the top of the hour here because the power to heal is yours. Scott Bell Show. As many years as I've been doing this show, much less as a homeopath, natural uh, health guy, I still am astonished to find there are things that are yet to to be known, not just by me, but by so many of us. And and it, it also makes life actually exciting. I'm not upset when I learn something new. In fact, I'm thrilled. And we were recently introduced to uh, an ingredient from the natural world. Uh, that has been utilized in Ayurvedic medicine, perhaps for thousands of years, and and some other forms of, uh, let's say, natural uh, herbal therapies, therapeutics. And it's not like uh, I can be on top of everything, and even Super Don, as brilliant as he is, can be on top of everything. So every once in a while, we're like, you got to dig into this a little deeper, figure it out, and find out if there's a way you can access it as well. Uh, so Super D, if you don't mind opening up your uh, microphone, because I want to talk to you about this. This was this really caught your attention when we were sent this information and, and, and it's an ingredient uh, that is focal point, at least in this product we're going to introduce to you today uh, on helping people stop smoking or if those that are still vaping nicotine, nicotine you know, arms that that can yeah. be. And you have an experience with that. Your wife does. And, and I'm, it's not my arena or area because it's not been something I've ever been drawn to, but addiction, certainly something I, I talk about. And in fact, I was just on the other side of addiction with uh, my buddy, Al, who uh, Laban Ditchburn introduced me to a while back, and that'll air soon. Hopefully, I'll let you know another great interview with them that I did. But the idea of a, a, another natural, safe option. You know, if we talked about uh, commercials from drug companies like Shantix to quit mm. smoking, and you're like, and 
looking at the quote unquote side effects that are direct effects that are not marketable. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, smoking would be healthier than taking Shantix is crazy stuff. Yeah. It makes people do crazy things, but exactly. Uh, so we have, we've been, we were reached out to by a very nice man who I don't know if we'll reveal his name in terms of his, his name when he writes for natural news, but a uh, very, very smart, very concerned, compassionate guy who found an ingredient and began to incorporate it into a product to help people stop the addiction of smoking. And this ingredient, I don't know if you can show this article that you found. It's called Mucunia, if I'm saying it right. Mucuna purines. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it, it is unique in that as a botanical. Here, it's like, here, here's what you do. It's a lot easier if you just call it velvet bean. Velvet yeah, bean, the other yeah. for it. And, and apparently, if you grab the thing, you're going to itch profusely. So there's probably some homeopathic reasons to use it for itching, but that's not what we're talking about today. As a dietary supplement ingredient, uh, it's known as the dopa bean. It's an ad adaptogen used in Ayurvedic medicine that lowers stress, improves focus, boosts libido, and elevates mood. It contains high levels of naturally occurring L-dopa, which is the precursor to dopamine. Now, medical man has been trying to do this synthetically. With, and with horrible side effects. Mm -hmm. Providing it in this way, you don't have the same dangers or any dangers, really, if you use it appropriately, how it can help. In fact, giving the boost to the brain, because they often say that people go to the cigarettes as they're trying to quit and they come right back to it because they need a, you know, a dopamine boost, if you will, a yeah. bump. Well, the nicotine and, does that. Yeah, and, and this can provide that. And, and I've heard it discussed that within maybe even as little as three days, you can break free of the physical addiction and then you're, you're left then of course, to deal with the habit, you know, of what you're used to doing as opposed to having that, Oh, that undying physical three, craze. Three to four days after quitting smoking, that that's, that, that's the, the hardest part. Yeah. And then, then the, the physical part of it starts to, uh, to, to reverse and heal itself. Yeah. This is significant to get through those three to four days. As you mentioned, that's the hardest and then, of course, you can work on behavioral modification, other things to, to, you know, distract you from the habit that you have, but it won't be the same in terms of craving. Now, this is something I, 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 I apologize. I didn't know about it. Yeah, I know. Robert Scott didn't know. But I, I'm How not. How dare you? I know. I'm, just, I'm joking also because there's so much that I don't know. As much as I know a lot of stuff, Superon knows a lot of stuff. Y'all know a lot of stuff. There's always something more. You'll be going, hey, I knew about this forever. Well, why don't you let us know? <laughs> Tell us right. and we'll get to it. But we we are getting to it now. And uh, I don't know, Super D, how you want to introduce this to folks. Yeah, well, uh, we'll go more in depth in, into this because, you know, here, here's here's basically what happened. Yeah, uh, we, we found out about this product and it's called Crave Kicker. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started there looking into it and I was I was looking at it and I was like, OK, so what what is in this exactly? What what make stop pushing buttons? <laughs> Yeah, you always, oh. yeah, anyway, yeah, Crave Kicker. And, and so I was like, what is in this? Now, you check this out first. Because, yeah. you know, we're not going to talk about anything on this show unless it passes the Robert Scott Bell litmus test. And yeah. ingredients on this are, are good, right? They're organic. They're clean. Organic no GMOs. juices, no GMOs, no uh, dairy. I mean, it's, it's vegan and, and keto-friendly. But it was this uh, this velvet bean that uh, caught my attention. I was like, "What is this?" So I started looking into it, and I was just like, "Whoa, where where, where has this stuff been?" 
Uh, because not only does this help you with, with the smoking side of things, because, you know, what happens is when you smoke and you, and you get the nicotine, among you know, which is just one part of, of the tobacco, all the rest of it's terrible, all the stuff that's in tobacco. But yeah. the nicotine in particular, what happens is when you quit, your body has been producing uh, dopamine uh, at a level that it would not be and artificially. And so when you quit smoking, suddenly you now are, are deficient. Yep drop yeah it drops you crash and that is why it's so hard to uh to stay off of them because you just you just feel terrible and you're angry <laughs> you know and your food is terrible and you want to eat and you know you're just trying to do everything to try and compensate and so what this does is this gives you a dopamine bow a boost and helps to uh take away the craving of the cigarettes so i'm like wow that's really cool yeah, uh, and that would work for people on cigarettes and people who vape too. A lot of people vape. What they've done is they've quit cigarettes and now, they, and then they go to the vaping, which I did. Uh, but what you're doing is you're just replacing nicotine with nicotine. Are, are, is it better than smoking cigarettes? Depending on how you look at it, you could go, yeah, you're not getting all the 357 other things that's in tobacco, right? Commercial tobacco, hmm. uh, but you're still you're still hooked on nicotine. Well, look, even the nicotine gums are not as pure and clean as what we're talking about. True. Yeah, true. So, so a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll quit smoking and they'll go to the vaping, but they're still hooked on the nicotine. And we're finding out more and more. There's a growing body of research showing that the vaping uh, is is really bad for you, almost as bad as cigarettes. So this is is an opportunity to be able to kick that habit without having to resort to drugs or or other you know uh, synthetic gums, synthetic things yeah. and stuff like that. It's something that's all natural. Not even relying on nicotine replacement. Correct. I, I think it's brilliant. So if you haven't already considered a, a more safe and natural product that we perceive now, we do have availability for. It's called Crave Kicker. And we have been granted a nice discount for you guys. RSB 10, 10% off your order. And uh, Super Don, you were talking about with uh, the developer and you were surprised by how inexpensive it is for the benefits that you get as well. And yeah. I mean, it's, you know, compared to a pack of cigarettes, huh? <laughs> which I think are like 10 bucks a pack now, at least. Wow. Um, but yeah, same with the discount. So you're getting it for around five bucks or so. But the other thing that I want to look more into, and we'll, we'll cover this more, is I was looking into this velvet bean. And I'm going, you know what, for somebody, let's say somebody wasn't necessarily trying to get off of cigarettes. What benefit would this be to somebody? Uh, for for the uh, the Makuna Purians. And mm. I started digging into what that is and what that does. And we've got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, anxiety, depression, mood lift, uh, ADHD, focus, learning, uh, fertility and libido. We're going to talk about fertility uh, today as well. Uh, coming up with a, a new guest to the show. She's, I can already tell she's brilliant. And, and another thing with addiction, I will say this wholesale 100% endorsement. If you're not under a chiropractic care while dealing with addiction, anything, but just specifically this for nervous system flow, all the things that are important, uh, by all means, that's another aspect to overcoming addiction, making sure your nervous system is you know, flowing freely and the obstacles for that are removed. Uh, so that's it. So check out this Mucuna Purians, and we have it now in Crave Kicker, and we have it linked up. There's a big banner. Uh, you can read about it, and you can use the RSP10 code to get a discount. I think it would be a great gift as well in the holiday season. You want people starting their New Year's re resolution in a safe way to reduce their cravings or eliminate them and then break the cycle. 
that it has on you, the stranglehold it has on you. It's, you don't want to be a slave to that addiction. So thank you to Crave Kicker for being on board, supporting us in our message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. We'll talk more about it. But I do want to go into uh, our discussion points for this hour, which include fertility. And, and you know, how do we break free of the in, seemingly interminable decline of fertility levels over many decades due to eating toxic food, food devoid of minerals, endocrine-disrupting compounds from the environment, food, water, and air. And now on top of that, mRNA injections that are resulting that we've seen in a, a dramatic and horrific and scary rise in stillbirths and as well uh, miscarriages and just general fertility levels in men and women, sperm counts and also in women dropping to levels where are we going to even replace those who are dying? I know that's the agenda for some. That's not our agenda here. I want to see lots of babies and healthy babies coming in to replace us and keep the life chain going. So welcoming now to the Robert Scott Bell Show for the first time, Dr. Courtney Gowan. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is timely as can be. And we have links to also uh, her website and you'll see that in the show notes as well. And uh, let's see if we can get you up there. I think you'll be speaking at the Wellness Parenting Revolution with Doctors Terry and Stu Warner in Orlando. So I'll get to see it the high yeah. in the year. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'll get to meet All you right. in person. All right, Doctor Courtney, I'm I'm excited to have you on. Genuinely, I, again, this topic of I know it's more than just fertility. There's continuity that you want to discuss, but I think it relates so much to what's happening. And you've got a lot of perspectives and angles I think would benefit uh, this audience and any audience. I feel like I've learned so much just sitting here listening to you in <laughs> this little time that I've been backstage. It's incredible what you're bringing to the world. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, the really best kept secret in health talk media. And as long it's as y'all share yeah. the show, it won't be a secret. <laughs> no, it's revolutionary for sure, especially getting the natural perspective, which is God's perspective on health. And we look at that in fertility and uh, pregnancy, birth, pediatrics. I've had a prenatal clinic, um, a prenatal wellness clinic for 10 years now, so almost a decade. And the things that I've seen over the decade, they have been alarming. Uh, we've seen a lot, a really big increase just in the past 10 years I've been in practice um, in infertility and miscarriage and stillborns. Um, I think you can talk about it and you can put a number to it, but you practice and you take care of a woman from her preconception phase to pregnancy to up until delivery, she's 39, 40 weeks and she comes in the next week without a baby and she sobs on your table. And I think there's a lot of this happening um, in our offices. Like we're the ones holding these women crying because they've lost their babies at 39, 40 weeks in utero. And they don't really realize um, like, I think that we talk a lot about numbers, <laughs> but we are talking about human beings and souls and women that are coming um, and they're walking through this. And it's it's hard. You know, when I started my practice, I said, if I could just impact one person, one one person at a time, then I would be changing the world. But I think this is definitely putting into perspective that these numbers are people and they're real people and they're real babies um, being delivered. Um, and sometimes they're not because our infertility rates. <laughs> so we were yeah. talking that pre-show. And um, in my book, I wrote, there's a whole chapter on infertility and the rise of it. Currently, where one in five women are infertile, which wow. means that they're trying to get pregnant within the year uh, and they're unable to within the year. And you look at the booming business of um, IVF, IUI, everything that is, you follow the money trail. And these businesses are 
booming billion dollar businesses. Um, so I think you, it's definitely something that we do not need to ignore. And this is the first generation of children that are not outliving their parents. And I think that's a really hard thing to start to really look at childhood diseases, childhood chronic diseases are on the rise. Um, so not only are women unable to get pregnant, they're also our children. When we do get pregnant and deliver, they are, um, they're not healthy. There was no. a Born into chronic disease, which, uh, Dr. Courtney, that was my story back in the 1960s. I was one of the first, uh, my generation, the canary in the coal mine, if you will, of Gen X to warn us what was coming if we didn't correct our ways. And we haven't, it's gotten worse. And I don't know how bad it has to get before people go, I can't participate in this madness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has been induced by modern medicine. Let's be honest about the people that claim to be here to help you and heal you are the greatest contributors to the decline in fertility in many ways. And then, of course, they profit from your attempts to right. get pregnant when you can't naturally through exactly. the use of Clomid and other things. And, you know, just a, a personal story, you know, when I got married, uh, you know, a lot of years ago now, uh, it took us five years to get, or, you know, or pregnant. I was like, hard. we were. You think it, of like the mental emotional toll of a woman. Yeah. It's It's super hard. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, we're like here, we had already worked to clean up our act before, because I recognized this as a homeopath and my wife was in DC school at the time when we met and she had to convert, you know, to organic as I did and detoxify her body. The mercury was in her teeth, the damage to her mm -hmm. thyroid from the vaccines that she got, all of that we knew we became aware of, but it didn't mean just because we were aware of it, that we had solved the problem. We worked years to get healthy enough to even have children and yeah. then the second one, our daughter, came an additional five years later. And, wow. and so it wasn't easy. In fact, we even availed at one point in desperation with the use of uh, medical interventions, right? You know, the fertility clinics and, and it didn't work. It was miserable. And so even if you're trying to do the right thing, there can be a lot that you need to overcome to get back to where it's possible. And I think, you know, honestly, it was a miracle. It, in fact, it is a miracle that anybody can get pregnant it, and have children <laughs> It really is. Absolutely. And you start to look at, you look at um, from an early, early age, teen girls are put on birth control. And we see these birth control and we see the narrative of these teen girls going throughout their life to not get pregnant, not get pregnant, not get pregnant. That's the narrative that they're telling themselves. And then they're put on birth control at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, some for acne, some for sexual reasons, things like that. But they're on birth control for up to 10 to 15 years. And whenever you're on birth control, you actually don't have a cycle. And so what that does, it, it creates the body's inability um, to detox and to flush things out. So a cycle is a very healthy thing to have. And what it does is it clears out and it cleanses the body every single month. And so if you're not cleansing, you're not clearing out the, that cycle every month for 10 to 15 years. And uh, the back end of birth control is it depletes the micronutrients. And so if you don't have micronutrients, you cannot build a baby. I don't care who you are and where you've come from. <laughs> it's definitely, you, those are the building blocks of what we need to build children. And then we look at this deeper to a cellular level of generations. And you look at the DNA and the impact of generational health of what we are a product of is 12 generations prior to us. And what we are doing now is affecting 12 generations forward towards our future children and our future health. And so it's really, really pivotal now to start taking a look at 
are patterns of young girls, how they're educated on their periods, how they are diagnosed, and if they're being put on birth control, are they depleting micronutrients, or this is going to set up with a lot, a lot of issues of infertility as we start to move in to more and more generations. So I think it's just very important to start really, really looking at, but you touched on a good point of you've done everything right. Like you're a DC school, you're a homeopath. Why, like, why are we not getting pregnant? Um, it could be overcome. Yeah, exactly. And that's like a mental, emotional, spiritual. It's a very big journey because birth, like it is, it's a spiritual experience and it's a gift from God. So I think it's very important to be taking that into note. All right, uh, Dr. Courtney Garwin, uh, we have you linked uh, free to be, F-E-F-R-E-E-T-O-B-E, free to be chiropractic is the website. And uh, you're out of Texas. Uh, I wish everybody had access to you because I can tell what you do is so extraordinary. Um, you know, beyond just, uh, you know, your background as a DC and the things you've written, I want to see where your book is so we can link to it if we don't already have that up. Uh, I'd like to find that as well because That's people- the, the barefootmama.com. <laughs> TheBarefootMama.com. Super Don, do we have that link up? If not, please add it and, and show everybody because I want yeah. I want people to have access to this. There are a lot of people that genuinely do want to have children despite all the scary fears of, of the planet we're on. I think that, you know, we need to bring souls in to help for the next phase of this. We yeah. really do. We need an army of good souls. Um, and I think that women walking through that right now, if there are listening, I think they also need to know they're not alone. Like one in five is a big number, but... Going through that is a very isolating experience because you feel like something is wrong with your body. Um, so I'm here to tell you that you there's nothing wrong with your body. Maybe it just needs a little bit of help. Maybe we need to detox. Maybe we need to get the thyroid back on balance, reestablish those micronutrients, allow your body to go through cycles and cleanse, um, and then look at lifestyle uh, adaptogenic factors as well. I see that you have on your website, of course, I think of chiropractic, I think of a hands-on scenario, or even there are subtle non-hands-on approaches, but usually you're in the same room with the doctor of chiropractic. Do you do uh, consults, you know, from afar, just on the fertility issue or things like that? Or is it mo mainly come into the office where you are in Texas? Mm -hmm. Yes, we definitely do that around the country. Uh, we do fertility consults, but it's, I think it's more of building a community of women is a big thing that we're doing, but we can also break down, look at lifestyle. We can look at blood work, things like that, what's going on. And then we have a prenatal wellness center that's a collaborative approach. So we have a homeopath, we have a nutritionist, we have the physical therapy, the acupuncture, and we work as a team and we kind of put together a plan for women as they kind of walk through their pregnancy and motherhood journey, whether that's preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, and motherhood. Wonderful. I, I love what you're doing. Absolutely. It's a soul calling. Yeah, I can <laughs> really tell. And I, I can't wait to meet you in person. And this is just another encouragement, folks. If you haven't considered joining us in Orlando, I mean, come on, Florida in January. Yeah. Who come on. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And and we're going to be together, the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. Uh, doctors Terry and Stu Warner are putting that on. It was delayed because of the hurricanes from October. So we're back. We're going to be together in Orlando for a great weekend plus uh, people, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Barbara Lowe Fisher, Judy Mikovits, Dr. David Martin, my friend, amazing folks. Uh, and you know, now I know you'll be there as well. And uh, I imagine you'll be presenting. Will you have like a booth where, where people can meet you and sit and consult too, or, or just lecture and, you know, kind of just talk? lecture this okay. one. Yeah. I'm going to go enjoy the beach. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Well, I hope you're around long enough where we can have a talk and chat and, and connect with some folks that probably would want to learn more about you and what you're doing. Likewise, yes. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And so again, your book is The Barefoot Mama? It's The Barefoot Mama. Yeah, we're working with literary agents right now. We want to get it because um, it has everything from vaccine information, from uh, cleansing from birth control to pregnancy to birth to postpartum. Uh, we take a lot of like tribal wisdom to postpartum. We bring it back to the United States. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're trying to get the book to go mainstream and target Whole Foods, Barnes and Noble, everything, Amazon, of course. So we'll be launching that uh, probably mid next year. It will be, but you can pre-order. Um, just get on an email list. You don't have to buy anything, but it just is a great, great resource. It's 500 pages of just pure research that I have poured my heart and soul into. I and- see it now. Yeah. The Barefoot Mama, spelled M-A-M-A, because there's a lot of little ways people might not know. The Barefoot Mama, M-A-M-A.com. And uh, you can find the book there and you have retreats as well. Yes. So I went through a divorce last year and I had been teaching yoga for 15 years. And so after my divorce, I went down the Caribbean and I just, I moved my body. I ate organic. I went through healing ceremonies and it changed my life. It healed me and I became so, so healed. It was just an amazing experience. And um, so I was like, you know what? The world needs this. And so I put together healing retreats for people to come. And so we do them all over the world. Uh, This is, we have our next one coming up in January in Tulum. So the Tulum one is wellness, lifestyle, um, daily yoga, beach boot camp, organic foods, Mayan ceremonies, and then we do Costa Rica in June, and then we'll do Bali or Greece in October. So just a lot of just healing and self-care and self-love. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, Just shout out to my buddy, uh, Laban Ditchburn, world's best courage coach, and his wife, Anna uh, Ditchburn, who's a world best trauma recovery coach. They're down. I don't know if it's Tulum, but in that area, Cozumel, Cancun area. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to connect you guys, but wonderful work that you're doing. Uh, Pause for a moment because I got to do a thank you out there, but I want to answer a question of the day from one of our listeners and it relates to fertility issues. I thought it'd be fun to answer it together from our various perspectives, if you don't mind. Uh, Dr. Courtney Gowan is our guest and the Barefoot Mama as well as uh, freetobechiropractic.com. Links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Again, shouting out now a thank you to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, also very invested in education. They have an event February, I think in the Tampa Bay area. I hope that I can attend that one as well as the uh, Next Steps Conference, the one that'll be in Atlanta. But uh, we'll let you know more about that. But if you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com and or cbdnf.com, that's the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products that we utilize here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. You can use the code RSB15 to get a discount, 15%, including sale items. And it looks like for uh, December of 2022, right now, there's a 15% off a number of their products, including Pro Purples, Calm Day, Brain Boost, Sleep Time, which is one of our favorite formulas, Relax, Super B Complete, Neuromax, Vanilla Super Shake, and the shake of the month is called Purple Haze, but all 15% off. It's focused on de-stress for the month. And you get an additional 15% off when you use the code RSB15, nutritionalfrontiers.com. Again, thank you for their support of health, freedom, and healing liberty and their investment in education and their verifiable validating of their, uh, what we call the purity 
and the uh, consistency with which their, their dietary supplements are made, manufactured, and made available to us all. So, all right, Dr. Courtney, let's uh, see if we can get to our question of the day. Super Don, if you have that question of the day ready, we'll get it uh, round up and wound up right now. Here we go. I think I see it. Yes. This is, uh, the first one is from Stephanie. She says, uh, hi, RSB and Super D, and now I'll add Dr. Courtney into this. My sister is trying to get pregnant. She has an 11-year-old conceived naturally, a one-year-old that she took Clomid to get pregnant with. That's one of those fertility drugs that people go on occasionally to, to get through the lack of, they can't seemingly conceive. And then uh, let's see, she says, apparently she wasn't ovulating. She has a history of PCOS and the polycystic ovarian syndrome and blood clots, not the best foundations. She says, I've been working with her on removing endocrine disruptors and cleaning up her diet but she has more work to go. I'm sure there are negative side effects to Clomid. The more upsetting issue is that it doesn't sound like to her OB even tested her progesterone or did a full hormone workup. Just decided she wasn't ovulating and put her on Clomid. Any questions of how she could better support her fertility naturally? That's from Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm going to turn you over right away to Dr. Courtney Gowan first for her response to that. I think, um, especially in this case, it might be a good idea to get a second opinion. Uh, for a doctor that's just going to automatically put you on Clomid again without testing progesterone levels or proper blood work. And then I think that's a hard case because you go through, um, well, this worked last time. The doctor's just going to put you right back on. But after we have a baby, especially 11-year-old, a 1-year-old, um, in that postpartum healing time, there's a lot that happens even after one baby, much less two in that time frame. There's a lot of rebuilding that needs to happen. There's a lot of those mac macro and micronutrients that need to be replenished back into the body. So with the PCOS, things like that, um, if she might want to look into NAPRO technology. And NAPRO is actually a, um, it's, it's an interesting, I need, I'm, I will probably send you the link so you can explain it a little bit better, but it is a natural fertility, but they can do surgeries. They can help with PCOS. And um, if you look at the chart from the NAPRO, or the NAPRO textbook, it shows you how they use NAPRO technology and they use um, drugs, surgery, et cetera, mm -hmm. for preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum even. So it balances. So this is uh, somewhat of an an allopathic intervention, the NAPRO technology? It's not. So it's kind of controversial because it's it's faith-based. So it's from okay. the Catholic Church. And um, I actually got torn apart one time on a talk I was giving because I put this in one of my prenatal lectures. And they're like, you shouldn't be like, talking about faith-based like they i'm like no 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 it's research it's there's a whole journal well, and i have patients that go through them they're very hard for anybody that utilizes a faith-based approach as well i think that's where we've gone wrong that we won't in, imbue faith into all of these things God out of yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's just absurd to, to eliminate it so I, I let them cry all they want and until they come back and figure it out uh yeah, exactly. I, you know I, I would also say you know the clotting issue oftentimes is, you know, injury uh, to the uterus. Every month you have the sloughing off of the monocellular lining. And when there's clotting issues, that indicates often fibroids, you know, abnormal growth within the uterus. And rather yeah, than yeah. doing a surgical procedure, if you can avoid it, um, you know, homeopathically, it's a, it's a little bit more complex uh, and comprehensive to what to do there. But I, there's also some herbal formulas that have been out there for decades. In fact, I'll tell you this one story. It's anecdotal, but it's very real. You know, the gym I go to, the woman that owns the gym with her husband, they're wonderful people. And uh, they were trying to have a baby. She's in her late 30s. She already had kids from a previous marriage. 
And they, you know, the, the new husband hasn't had a kid yet, wanted a kid. And I said, well, you know, for simplicity's sake, you're in Utah, just get on Dr. Christopher's hormonal changes just to normalize things. I didn't say it would get you pregnant or anything. And lo, yeah. lo and behold, like the, I think it was the next month or two months later, they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there are some things in herbal medicine that are quite profound without having to go into complicated things. Sometimes it could be a simple thing. And I'm just throwing it out there. Now, it may be in this case, the question is, it's much more complicated. But I always mm-hmm. like to remind that we can start with some of the basic things and maybe that helps. And if not, you can always go further. 100%. You start simplest first. And another thing that we actually have added into our clinic just this past month, because I honestly, I was ziplining in Costa Rica and I lost hearing in an ear. And mm. so I went to my friend, she has an ozone clinic and she did an ozone insufflation in my ear and three of the ozone treatments and it was back. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? this is amazing. And so I brought her into the nest and she has a location there now. And uh, we have started in what she does um, for fibroids, um, anything for fertility issues is she does vaginal ozone and uh, she sees a huge, huge change in women, either with their periods, infertility issues, fibroids, things like that. She said it literally just like melts the fibroids. Um, mm. so, I mean, that's definitely something to look into as well. Um, on therapy. So. so what is it that, uh, do you already have your lecture title topic set up for January when we're together at the event? <laughs> You know, I have probably lectured over 50 lectures this year, so I just kind of pick one and go with it. But I do, I really, really love talking about the generational change and the impact of wellness um, and taking care of our mothers and how that impacts the rest of our generation. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, By the way, for those that heard me just mention Dr. Christopher's hormonal change, I don't sell any products here, but I tell you where to get them if you want. Go to choosetobehealthy.com. There's a code RSB5, gets you a little discount as well if you want to try that, if you haven't already done that. And, um, you know, even if you're menopausal, it can be helpful, whether you're, you know, trying to have children. It's just a general, like a tonifying complex that Dr. Christopher has developed over the years. And that's easy and simple to do. You mentioned the ozone, interesting, melting the fibroids. I think about oxygenation and blood flow. How many many of us are dealing with restricted uh, flow due to various reasons, not the least of which now is the COVID jabs causing even worse damage to endothelial tissue. Shout out to my friends at Cardio Miracle, facilitating sustained nitric oxide release, counteracting the peroxynitrite, so you minimize the oxidative stress. So if you were using even an oxidative therapy that could be a benefit like ozone, uh, you also have the ability for the blood to reach all the places in the microvasculature, including in the uterine walls, where it yep. needs that. And that could be part of the problem, a lack of healthy circulation all the way down to those microcapillary beds. And uh, that's often overlooked because modern medicine really doesn't have an answer to that. No. And you also look at function. So you look at Bell's law, that blood flow follows nerve flow and vice versa. So you mm, increase yeah. the blood flow, you increase the nerve flow. When you increase the nerve flow, you make that connection of the mind and the body. And that's where healing, that's and the genital Yeah, they come back to the chiropractic adjustment, which isn't about necessarily neck pain and back pain and headaches. It's much more than that. No, we barely see any of that in our clinic. (laughs) It's all prenatal health, fertility, um, pregnancy, postpartum, things like that. It's very cool what we do. I love what you're doing. Yeah, I wish you... you I love what you're doing. Yay. (laughs) So hopefully I get to see you in Texas, but I definitely will see you in Florida at the big event. And again, the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com you'll see uh, many things that are up and coming, including uh, in the notes, you'll see it. It's right there embedded in uh, 
this is going to be amazing. Now, it looks like it's January 7th through 8th, but the entire event, I think, starts the January 5th. There's a Nurse Freedom Network. There's a lot of uh, health freedom meetings going on. And so plan to be there, spend much of the week there or the weekend, and uh, you're going to meet a lot of great people. It looks like uh, they've just added Mickey Willis uh, sure. from the uh, Plandemic movie. And they've got part three or the third se- the sequel, so to speak. And we got a sneak preview at the Red Pill Expo. Uh, so I'd love to see everybody there. There it is. Uh, it's right embedded in the show notes today. Our good friend, doctor of chiropractic, Billy DeMoss, is scheduled to be there as well with us. Billy D, uh, our friend Ed Group as well. Uh, just a great group of folks. And of course, doctors Terry and Stu Warner, doctors of chiropractic as well, setting this thing up. Dr. David Martin and more. And now we also know Dr. Courtney Gowan, uh, which is great. So look forward to seeing you there. And uh, anything else that uh, we didn't cover that you feel like you got to tell the audience that they need to know before you go? (laughs) No, I just think that it's a movement and I think that we need to be caring for our mothers and hopefully this brought a little bit of uh, information and top of mind for the rest of the week, the month. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. Free to be chiropractic.com. And of course, the book now we know, The Barefoot Mama dot com spelled m-a-m-a at the end there and uh, again we'll look forward to seeing you on if there's any other announcements updates you're always welcome here oh you're so fun thank you so much all right dr courtney thank you for being on board great uplifting as always well, we love to bring the folks that have light just pouring out of their eyes and their face as well because they're living their passion and their mission and of course what could be a better mission than providing for the fertility of the human body so that we can continue on despite the fact that there are people on the planet that don't want us to. I know, I know it's a bummer of a thing, but we're not focused there. We're focused on the things that can bring that reality back to us and see the kids and the grandkids and the great grandkids and doing so much better because you now know better. So you're doing better as well. Uh, Other upcoming events. Let's go into the the tab there. Again, y'all check it out. Links are up in the show notes, including to uh, Dr. Courtney's websites in her book now. Uh, I'd love for you to plug into that. In the upcoming events tab, if you just click on that at the top of the page at robertscottbell.com, and I'm just going to click on it now just to see if there are any updates that I I need to keep up with, in fact, because Super Don, you never know what he's doing. He's always doing a lot. And you'll see here the Regenerate Yourself Masterclass uh, is going on November 28th through December 4th. So we're like halfway through that right now. And that's an online event, free event. Uh, The Homegrown Food Summit starts tomorrow. For those of you listening live, this is December 1st, 2022. It's the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And that's our good friend, Marjorie Wildcraft. And that's free today. And you can register right away. Uh, Living Your Best Life Regarding Autoimmunity. Uh, That's a free and online uh, webinar daily, the 5th through the 11th. Uh, That is something you can sign up for. Again, we've just talked about the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo in Orlando. Uh, That's the 5th through the 8th, actually, of January. Then we have the Next Steps Conference. Next-steps.info. Use the discount code RSB10 to get a discount on the tickets and go ahead and uh, get a hotel room out there at the Lake Lanier Islands. It's going to be an amazing weekend, the 22nd through the 25th of February. And Super Don, I know that I'm just asking you to do this and and it'll take you a minute to get there. But if you go to Nutritional Frontiers and their education uh, page, event page, I want to make an announcement about that one in Tampa because I also think that's in February. And I'm hoping that I can be there for that. I haven't talked to them officially about that. But regardless, it's going to be an amazing event in Tampa. uh, And that'll be an upcoming addition to uh, other things. This one here? Yeah, you found it, right? Nutritional Frontiers, Mind, Body, Soul Restoration. And that would be uh, a couple of weeks before or so the event in Atlanta area. So it's perfect timing in February to get down to Florida as well, the Tampa Bay area. And that's uh, February 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2023, a health 
and Freedom Conference as well. They're also joining us. The Nutritional Frontiers team will be there with us at the uh, Terry and Stu Warner event in Orlando in January. But that 10th through the 12th, I want you to plan for as another opportunity before it sells out to be part of the education program that Nutritional Frontiers provides. Jamie Dorley and the crew, they always bring it. And there's a little uh, QR code if you want to register. You can click on that or, or, or scan it or whatever, however that goes. I know some people don't like to do that, but I just want to let you know that's another great opportunity coming up. Uh, let's see, what else did we do? We, we mentioned the Crave Kicker this hour. Uh, for those of you, if you're just tuning in late, we now have access to an organic quality, very clean product that creates it. Well, it has this basic uh, botanical ingredient, the velvet bean, to not say the Latin name, in a, a safe form to be able to utilize to break the cravings, the addiction to nicotine. Yeah, maybe even in three to four days. Astonishing. And there are other benefits to this thing. And there's a link to an article about that. I'd love you to check it out. Uh, great gift for those that are wanting to quit, even vaping, smoking, nicotine addiction, et cetera. Um, this is me talking now. I don't smoke or vape in that way, but I want people to have the option to not be you know, trapped in an addiction that they don't want nor need. And this is another way, like we've talked about Kratom years ago and, and even currently, I still believe Kratom is a wonderful option for people, but that's typically you know, addictions that are much harder and more intense uh, like the, you know, the opioids and, uh, even heroin. Like I've met people that have come off of those things on Kratom, but those of you who are still smoking or vaping and don't want to be on the nicotine addiction bandwagon, so to speak, uh, the Crave Kicker, K-R-A-V-E. Is it CraveKicker.com, Super Don? CraveKicker.com, K-R-A-V-K-I-C-K-E-R. Okay. I'm trying to see if I have it open. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Crave Kicker, K-R-A-V-E Kicker.com. And they have a pomegranate and a lime, I think. Lemon lime. Lemon yeah. lime. And you get the code RSB10 to get 10% off. Uh, I'm just thrilled that we have this option. Honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah, that and it's perfect timing because, you know, it's it's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. Some people say it's it's dumb. <laughs> dumb? <laughs> but, you know, the the, uh, the New Year's dumb? resolution thing, right? Oh, you know, oh it's gotcha. like, oh, I'm going to start. And the people are like, well, just start doing it now. Why wait until, well, right. you know, it's 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 easier to have something to look forward to. Right. Cause that, that means I don't have to do it right this moment and I can mm-hmm. mentally prepare myself. Yep. But yeah. New year's resolution. A lot of people, what, what are the, like the top two things people pick? I want to quit smoking. I want to lose weight. Those are the mm-hmm. two things, you know? And yeah. so here we've got something with a really cool, like it's, I, I had never heard of this ingredient before and I, I'm, oh, I'm looking into it now and there's a lot of research on this. And, and for those of you that might be interested in, in, uh, what's called nootropics, you know, this is one of those nootropics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool things that I'm learning about, uh, that this does. And so I'm looking at it going, you know, because it's like, I, I learn about this and I'm like, well, I don't smoke anymore. Damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I want to try it now. You know, it's like, yeah. why would I take it, uh, or use it if I don't smoke? Well, yeah, I'm figuring out that you know there is actually a reason that even if you don't smoke or, you're, or if you're not trying yeah, to quit, this, this ingredient has some it. really cool benefits to it. Yeah, we'll we'll be discussing and del- del- delving a little bit deeper as we go here. But I'm just again thrilled that we have this as an option for folks out there because you know who knows there could be closet smokers and vapors after the Robert Scott Bell show. They don't want to admit it, but I don't judge. I'd love to give you an opportunity to get off of that easier. That's what I want. And DJ Katie says when she quit smoking, she went totally clean food, started supplementing with the selenium, chromium, and silica that we talk about. We get from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. None of this that we're doing precludes any of these other good things to do. But some people do that and it's still not enough. 
And some people are not doing that and they want, well, I want something like this first, right? And then they'll move that way. But yes, it'll make it easier anytime you remineralize the body, especially the chromium, I think, because of the addiction associated with uh, hypoglycemia and the interpretation of what that means and how we crave things, whether it's sugar or other things. So um, there's a, a wonderful world here at the Robert Scott Bell Show of wonderful things that can actually facilitate your recovery, your desire to be healthy or be better, uh, not just you know a wishful thinking way, but in a very pragmatic and practical way, time-tested as well as validated by the science too. Uh, so y'all check out the many ways you can do that. All right. What else we got? Do we have a, a secondary question of the day? We have another we uh, question of the day that we can hit here, uh, which would be the bottom one. Okay. I'm going to go full, you go full screen for me. I certainly will. Okay. I've got, all right. So, uh, this is from Jan. My daughter doesn't use fluoride and my 11 year old grandson has a cavity in three of his permanent molars. Any suggestions you would have is deeply appreciated. Love your show, by the way. He is a swimmer. All right, Jan, to your swimmer. Hey, she's a uh, swimmer. He's a swimmer. Love that. Yeah. Uh, or is it Jan? We always forget Jan or Jan. Sometimes we mess that up. <laughs> like Jan Michael Vincent, you mean? C- perhaps. I right. Jan Hammer. Right. So, all right, here's the thing. I, I get from this that maybe the mom or the dentist would say, hey, you're not doing fluoride in your toothpaste. That's why one of your kids has cavities. And I'm like, no, that's not a good argument. And it's not even an argument. It just is indicative of some other things related to saliva, pH, diet, lifestyle, other things. And also, we all have genetic uh, predispositions, proclivities, strengths, weaknesses, even miasms. And shoring up the mineral content of the body, you know, uh, calcfos, calcarium phosphoricum, calcfos is one of the cell salts. Uh, is one of those things that's often indicated for bone health and you know even teeth and enamel and other things. So as a homeopathic remedy, calcfos could be initiated right away. Uh, in terms of bacterial causation, let's say there's an altered terrain within the mouth of this one grandchild. What can we do to neutralize the bacteria that are problematic in you know now what's feeding them? That's a question. Is this kid eating a lot of sugary sweets? Anything that's feeding it? That's something to consider. But could he use safely the bioactive silver hydrosol, some sovereign silver, swish and swirl one, two, three times a day safely? Absolutely. No problem with that at all. Put it in a water pick if the kid can do that. Um, utilizing, um, let's say, botanicals, essential oils. There's certainly toothpaste that have essential oils that are very powerful and profound in keeping the bacterial balance uh, as well. That's a consideration. Um silicon or silica remember even if you're eating organically which we do the minerals have been ripped out of so many of the foods that even organic foods don't contain a sustainable amount of key minerals and silicon is the key mineral for connective tissue bone health if you will tendon cartilage connective tissue and then we come back to something i haven't mentioned today the copper the bioactive copper hydrosol copper is also a connective tissue mineral facilitates regrowth regeneration and also has a side benefit because it is an antimicrobial like silver although it has more impact on fungal species and parasites where silver has some antifungal properties but doesn't have as much in terms of an antiparasitic inter- intervention but if there is a, a a concern or consideration there as well that's something to consider there are again other things that can help rebuild enamel rebuild and protect the teeth but suffice it to say, it is a mineral deficiency ultimately. Yes, it's a terrain issue within the mouth. And every even the same family could be on the same diet. And one person has a weakness 
the other doesn't. That's the bio-individuality and uniqueness that you would have to tailor some things that this little boy has to deal with that maybe if he has a sister eating the same stuff, doesn't have to deal with, right? You see that in families all the time. One kid has cavities, the other kid doesn't, and they're eating the same diet. So there are metabolic differences and we have to assess and address those as well. Super D, you got anything else on that? Um, No, actually, I don't. You don't? Well, that's not very. I don't. I don't. Well, I'm sorry. How You're are your the grandkids You're, doing? How are my grandkids doing? Yeah, I haven't seen them. Usually, every once in a while, they're in studio and we get to. They say have hi. a yeah. They um haven't been around as much lately. You just, were they were around for Thanksgiving though, right? Everybody was around for Thanksgiving. Yeah, you survived it. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a great time. The whole gang was here, and then nice. some. Nice. By the way, um, creosodum. It's a remedy that comes to mind in, in the Materia Medica, if you ever read the homeopathic Materia Medica, but that's where you have teeth like our friends in the UK. Now, I know that's a bad joke about bad teeth in the UK. Come on, laugh it up, all right? If the teeth are going black and they're really mottled, of course, too much fluoride, as we know, fluoride causes mottling, degeneration of skeletal integrity. So staying away from fluoride is very, very important if you want skeletal integrity. The only reason they claim fluoride is good for teeth is because it's so toxic. It kills the bacteria that can contribute to tooth decay, not because it's essential in the form that they put it in a, a toxic waste. Uh, you can utilize non-fluoride based toothpaste. There's even silver based toothpaste and essential oils that it would be better if you're not already doing that. But creosodum, if your teeth are really bad off and black and modeling, uh, creosodum is the homeopathic, interestingly enough, for that. Hey, shout out to my friend, Lindsay, who uh, we've known each other since high school. Uh, she's in the audience now watching on Facebook. Howdy, Lindsay, big hugs. Um, she was uh, doing all the the uh, event photography back in the day, even when I was at university level. We were the, I was the picture guy for a while. That was part of the things I did back in the day before homeopathy and natural medicine. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of history there. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Any more comments, questions? Again, for smoking, we've got the Crave Kicker now, everybody. That, yeah. Uh, well, let me, let me mention this. If you guys happen to listen to the podcast, mm -hmm. um, we, re, we uh, put out this morning an introduction to Leslie, our, our yeah. good friend Leslie, her new podcast, which is going to be coming out soon. It's uh, all, it's going to be awesome. It Just is. the intro alone made me smile ear to ear. And I, I'm like telling her kids, oh, it's just amazing. Stay at home, mom, or stay at home, mom, is the new podcast that is going to be available on the RSB show network, whatever we're calling it. Uh, so those of you who have signed on and are getting our podcast uh, feeds, RSS feeds or whatever, eventually you're, you're going to hear, I don't know, when are you doing this, Tuesday? Once coming? a week. Once, Once a week. week. Yeah. So we'll probably, it'll probably be, uh, I think next Tuesday is when the first episode is going to come out. Okay. So yeah, you get enough of my voice already. Let's hear from Leslie. Stay at home, mom. And uh, she's uh, going to incorporate some great, great, great ideas and insights. And she's just so practical and pragmatic and, and skillful in so many ways. And uh, and she makes great organic pies, too. Gluten-free. Uh, so I can't wait to hear her first You and your pie addiction, I tell you. Yeah, that's a healthy addiction when it's organic, I think, anyway. More pie. Send pie. We'll work for pie. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, uh, so she wants to interview me. I don't know why for one of her podcasts. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll get that arranged, but you, you're going to love it. So don't be surprised if you hear a female voice that is dominating the airwaves on the Robert Scott Bell show network or RSB, whatever on our podcast channel. And uh, eventually it'll grow outgrow us probably, but 
the fact is we want you to, to know about Leslie. She's amazing. And uh, we are honored that, to have uh, her on. We are. Honestly, yes. we are. Just love her and her family. The kids are amazing. A handful, to say the least. I don't know how she does it and her husband, James, but they're amazing. So we're grateful for that opportunity to bring more voices, more experience to you and bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. We're out of time for today, but we do have time for a bonus round. So if you want to stick around, shout out to our friends on UK Health Radio. Come on over to robertscottbell.com and we'll keep this healing party train rolling because the power to heal is yours. All right, here we go. Bonus round commences now. I, I, I noticed a shout out another another friend, my friend Stefan, uh, who is one of the greatest gymnasts I've ever met in this lifetime. He's done stuff with Cirque du Soleil and everything. Uh, my brother, my buddy, I love you, appreciate you. And he was watching on LinkedIn, which apparently mm-hmm. when we comment on our uh, restream interface, it doesn't go the the the, the text doesn't go to LinkedIn. So yeah, it's a different. It's set up differently. Yeah, so if anybody's watching on LinkedIn, welcome. Thank you for being here, and shout out to my buddy, Stefan. Hopefully, I can see you soon, whether it be Vegas or elsewhere. Uh, that would be fun. But uh, all right, what else we got? Comments, questions, loads of interaction today. I, I actually have two questions that came in after uh, we put everything together for the show, if, you want to, if, you, really? if you're really wanting to do something here. I don't want to do anything. What do I want to do? I've done a show. You can just sit here and kind of just listen to each other breathe for 10 minutes or. (laughs) No, I don't want to do that. No. All right. So here's, here's a couple of questions of the day that came in. Hopefully uh, whoever, the people that sent these in will, will hang around Mm -hmm. and watch the bonus time. This one's from Diana. Okay. I'm going to do a cardio miracle. This is actually a kind of a, it's not a bad, it's not something that I, I, we've been asked before. Yeah. But I can see why this is, is, is a good question and an interesting question. Sure. Diana no, says, I, I, I share my cardio miracle container with my husband. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious how one gets everything that's listed in the ingredients for each serving. Could all of certain ingredients wind up at the bottom or should you shake up con- the container at each use? Or is it just one of those all works out in the end kind of things? Maybe a dumb question, but curious nonetheless. Now here's here's I don't know if you've noticed it. I'm sure you probably have, Robert, because mm-hmm. you drink Cardio Miracle every day. Maybe not as much as I do. Yeah, I'm no, you of, drink I'm kind of a junkie day. on the Cardio Miracle. I, I seriously, Where I'll have like. Where's your Carpo Cardio, Cardio Miracle? Where is it? Show everybody. It's right here. There it is. See? My second bottle so far today. Nice. So um, I Look peeled off the uh, the uh, uh, the offensive label. label on this here yeah. whatever that came from yeah i like the bottle it's a good bottle you know okay then. anyway yeah good anyway so the thing is is if you look at the bottom of the bottle mm-hmm. you can see it's darker on the bottom than it is at the top and that's because yeah, when you mix it some stuff settles at the bottom right yeah yeah so, so you take it up so yeah i mean you just do this and then you take a drink but she's and- talking about shaking it while it's in the canister no really yeah and the- yeah. Is that what she was talking about? Yeah, yeah. That the can it's what's in the canister. Because how does she know she's getting everything you know that's supposedly in it in when she scoops it out? So I think it's an oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. see, okay. I share my cardiomuco container. Yeah. Okay, so the container, the can, the tub. Yeah. We're talking about the tub here. Oh, that's right. interesting. Well, that'd be gross okay. To share your thing with your husband, right? Well, Not why would that be gross? Drinking, you don't kiss your wife? Cooties. I mean, come on. 
Anyway. Um, all right. So it's the tub. So in other words, right. you're, you're, you're curious if there's going to be like more chromium in the bottom of the tub than on the top yeah, of the tub or something. Yeah. It's like, I think Diana's got wow. too much time on her hands to think of these questions. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that, but right. I don't think, you know, I mean this, it's a powder, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when this thing is formulated and it's put together, it's all mixed up. And, and so I, I it's, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that personally. I, I think if you are, Right. If you got the time to think about it, there's nothing wrong with once you've scooped you it out. You could shake it up. Out. I mean, you got nothing. Here's the problem, though. I don't know if you've had this problem, Robert, but pretty, yeah, literally uh, every time I've gotten good at it. Okay, yes. but it, when I first for a long time when I was using the Cardio Miracle, I'd unscrew the lid and I'd go to do the thing, and I'd, I'd sneeze like ten times. <laughs> But making yeah. my cardio miracle because there's such a right. it's, it's such a fine powder that you open up the lid and suddenly it just starts mm -hmm. flowing through the air and it, it did I sneezed every time that I have then you run you're, you're supposed to breathe that in no now it's like I blow no when I make it right. I'm trying there's to some lighter stuff that's very airborne if you will so yeah. her question is legit I I mean look it it, it would be after or before but the thing is if you shake it up you'd want to let it settle a bit because when you open it it'll you know poof out at you uh oh, so if you shake it up how do you know you're not like moving something else further into the tub just yeah don't worry about it all right you're getting you now you're getting going places right there <laughs> oh, interesting yeah don't, don't worry about it it's all good yeah. it's all good any any difference that you would have in 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 uh the the amount of a particular ingredient is not going to be significant enough that you need to worry about it. Mm. In there my Super D, Doctor Super D's got you covered. Especially good question you though. Thanks for the question. That was a good one. It is. You, you even tricked me. All right. So the second question. This comes from uh, from D. Breda, Breda, North Carolina. Breda. How do you know it's Breda? You don't know it's Breda. I well, I know somebody named Breda, but I, not in North Carolina. Uh, oh, all right. Long time ago in North Carolina, but not anymore. All right. Uh, so, so, so Brita, D Brita. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert, first of all, I love your show. You are oh, so informative about oh, our health. Is it, a, is it a woman or a man? I don't even whatever. know. Whatever, dude, just whatever. Skip that part. My question. There are so many supplements out there that I'm confused as to what to even take anymore. Mm -hmm. I took all the vitamins suggested by frontline doctors during COVID and managed to dodge the bullet. Now I'm seeing I may need copper and other trace minerals. Isn't there a more simple formula for the elders to get a handle on this versus taking at least 15 vitamin supplements a day? Yeah. Thanks for your time. Dude, this is a, a lot of people have this question. Uh, I know you've gotten this question numerous times over the years. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, how do I know? I, how do I take everything I'm supposed to take without, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's almost like a a, a natural supplement polypharmacy <laughs> that people end up, you know, just like, how do I take everything and know I'm getting everything that I'm supposed to get? Well, the reality is, of course, we need a lot of things. That's just the nature of nature. It's not one thing. It's a lot of things. Uh, usually it would come in through food in generations past, not so much anymore. Uh, so what do we have to do? Uh, to some degree, we have to make rational decisions based on what we know, what we've learned, what we talk about here. and um, simplify it. You know, if I say, just as we've had many years together with our, our good buddy who's passed now, not a doc, we, we look at three key mineral deficiencies and it's not an exhausted list, but it's like, okay, if you start here, you're going to see changes that are profound and positive. 
You know, the selenium, the chromium, the silicon primarily. That's been a, a mainstay here in terms now of. Now you uh, add you add the missing link to that. Yes. And now you've That's got. going to give you the trace minerals that you're looking for. Extraordinarily comprehensive. Couple that with the cardio miracle. Yeah. And you're covered, in my opinion. I mean, there are, might be some other things out there like this, like the, uh, the velvet bean that we're talking about. But you, you know, have things special needs from special time that are complementary that that yeah. that that you add to that. But I think if if you've got the chromium, the the selenium, the silica, the cardio or the uh, the what was I saying? The missing link yeah. and the cardio yeah. miracle, yeah. You, you have got the 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 the, the basis you've right. Got the, a lot covered there. Yes, yeah. that is true. Uh, and if you can't do any of those, or you only need one, I mean, start with the cardio miracle and see how you do. That's a comprehensive, easy way to get started. And you get a, you know, I think, what do we got? An RSB is the code to get the discount. RSB. Get, Just use, uh, use, use the banner. Use the banner. banner. Just click on, click the, on banner. the banner. Hit the uh, website. But if you go get the, the selenium, chromium, silica, and, and missing link, go to choosetobehealthy.com. There's a code RSB5 to get a discount. And I'm not telling you to take anything I won't take or I don't take. I do take all of that. Uh, the thing that I told you to take today that I don't take, not because I wouldn't, but I'm not a woman is the hormonal change yeast by Dr. Christopher's, which you can get from Choose to be Healthy. But What happens I, if a guy takes it? I don't think you're going to sprout boobs or anything, honestly. You're going to look like that, that nuclear uh, uh, physicist guy or whoever it is in the Biden administration that just got in trouble. Did you see that? Oh, uh, I don't think. I think I may have, but I, I kind of hid my eyes. <laughs> I, I think that's what I'm thinking. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's all I got to say. Wow. Just Wow. Yeah, exactly. I guess you don't need to show a picture of that. We are in the bonus round, though. You can do it if you want. <laughs> I could if you want. Uh, if you want to. Oh, Lori is inviting me on her podcast when hey. she gets it up and running. Lori Harvey. See, I love the fact that you guys and gals out there are like, as I'm saying, we need to hear voices. More voices, more stories need to be told. We need more people podcasting, not fewer. So thank you, Lori, that you're going to do it too. That'll be awesome. Are you looking that thing up? That scary picture i kind of covered my eyes when i, I saw think, it. think sort of. i think breitbart had a had an article on it i'm just looking oh yes yeah. here we go yeah. all right so this this here is the mm -hmm. uh yep that was the one. administration's uh oh, sam Britton is this 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 person's name and sam um sam is what they call gender fluid uh and likes yeah. to dress up and <laughs> i don't i just don't I, okay yeah so anyway yeah gotten some trouble here uh let's see uh what 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 does uh, you do here um i think it's uh, it should say here what did he do something to do with like nuclear Nuclear waste Did he have the codes? or something. No, he didn't have the codes. I hope not. Joe Atlanta is the deputy assistant director of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the U.S. Department of Energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know, uh, nuclear fuel waste or something like that. So anyway, I just you know, <sighs> not uh, you know, not uh, trying to be mean or. Lori says, "Ooh." <laughs> well, I, I don't know which is worse. It's like the 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 other person. What was the the the, the health secretary guy or whatever mm -hmm. girl? Whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what to call him. You know who I'm talking about. I, I pretend I don't. Okay. Anyway, 
Anyway, all right, so that's what I got as far as questions go. Uh, mm -hmm. Tomorrow is Friday. Now, what's, what do we got going on tomorrow? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm heading to, to L.A. Uh, to be at the uh, Children's Health Defense Fund fundraiser for Bobby Kennedy and crew. Uh, thanks to Tony O'Donnell and Katie. And um, I'm looking forward to a reunion with a lot of friends that I don't even know that will be there. I think Brian Hooker might be there as well. Um, my friend, friend Babry is going to be there. Uh, who we might, I might be able to feature him on the show tomorrow as well. I'm planning to broadcast, uh, live from, uh, Tony O'Donnell's home and it should be, who knows what's going to be, but, uh, it'll be a great show nonetheless, because it'll be chaos too, because they'll be setting up for the event, which will be later in the afternoon, but I will be there. If you're in the LA area, uh, send a message. So I, I'll look you up. I may have some free time on, on uh, Saturday and then I fly back at least at this point, Sunday, if I can get back Saturday, I'll try, but that's how it worked out so far. Uh, so this weekend will be, uh, LA area and a live broadcast. Maybe I'll get some more interviews for Sunday's show with the people that'll be there. We already have Alex Newman from the new American for Sunday. And it's a fantastic interview. In fact, if you want to learn about how wacky these, um, um, globalists are these environmentalist people are they brought religious leaders together from all different faiths and they rewrote the, they call it an addendum 10 commandments they wrote a new 10 commandments based on are you an, talking about the cop 27 thing yeah the religion yeah, yeah, of yeah, environmentalism yeah, yeah. yeah and we talked to alex newman about that it's right. just funny he went to egypt right after the red pill expo so he's reporting on that with me it was yep. uh, terrific uh, so that's for sunday's radio broadcast Oh, so uh, DJ Katie says that he, she, whatever is an assistant energy guy or gal. I'm not sure. Yeah. He has top security code over all government employees. That's not a vulnerability and at he's, all. It's, it's some kind of crazy story. Like he stole a suitcase, somebody's suitcase at a airport terminal. And why? I, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't feel the need to read all the details yeah. on that. But yeah, he got some kind of felony charge for stealing somebody's fancy suitcase. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All so right. anyway, all right. So you'll be live from Tony O'Donnell's house tomorrow. Yeah. That's the plan. And so I'm assuming we'll have Tony on and and I hope uh, so. He's gonna be running around like a crazy guy trying to get everything ready. But I right. hope yeah, I can get him and Kate and Katie together to or at least on a little bit just to say hi because they're such wonderful people. Okay, because I don't think we have anybody booked for tomorrow. So yeah, that's okay. So we can just roll through stories or I may okay. have random interviews of things. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So tune in and you'll find out as well. But it, it, right. it usually it tends to be pretty awesome when we do these unpredictable kind of unplanned shows. Yep. I like an unplanned pregnancy. I mean, it's like something, well, I guess Whoops. those could be good if you want them. Um, if you can have them, in fact, as we talked about fertility <laughs> today, Dr. Courtney, she was great. Yeah. New guest. How did Things we get her to. on? Is that a, also Kevin? Did Kevin connect? Yeah, that was a Kevin thing. Another great interview. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. RSB, I thought you'd include magnesium in your supplement list. Well, Diane, you know, the, here's the thing. I, and I agree with you 100%. I'm not going to disagree. I was like, I just, I just, if somebody says, I, I don't want to take too much, I'm overwhelmed. You know, try to bear it, pare it down. But you're right. Magnesium is as incredibly important as any of those that I missed because I take it every day too. So, Diane, thank you for that. In fact, I take a mega food magnesium one to two every night before I go to bed. 
one to two first thing in the morning. And then I'll, then I'll take my sovereign copper. And yeah, magnesium is critical and critically deficient. Although a lot more people are aware of magnesium than they are of copper, for instance, and maybe some other things. People are not afraid of magnesium like they're afraid of selenium and copper, things like that. Uh, so I, I, I can, if I'm going to forget one, it might be that just because I think most people know about it. But you're right, Diane, I shouldn't assume that. So thank you. Yes, absolutely magnesium critical as well. What you got, Super D? You're busy. Oh, you got some Cardio Miracle there? I was just curious where, where magnesium fell in the list here. You're looking at the label? On the Cardio good evening, Miracle. Kim. You're just joining us or just saying good evening, good riddance because you're going to bed? What's going on, Kim? Where are you? I'm just looking at some uh, comments coming in through the chat rooms as they come in in real time because we're in the bonus round. Good evening. Yeah, good yeah, evening. I know. Doesn't it sound formal? Good evening, Kim. Nice to see you here. Are you? Does that mean you're going away, or you're just joining us? That's what I'm not sure about. If you didn't, yeah, about, yeah, you got two hours of catching up to do, Kim. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Poll question of the day. You never, you never. Uh, did that. Oh, I don't have the result though. Hold on. All right. Let's see here. I'll look it up while I show it there. So that's the. Uh, okay. Do you or someone you know want uh, someone wants to quit smoking or vaping nicotine? So it's a yes, no, or not sure. So that's a, a timely question because we just you know talked about the velvet bean and crave kicker. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm curious because I don't know in our audience. I think of you know nobody here smokes, nobody here vapes. It's like of course some do, and we want to help you if you want to be helped. So do you know? Do you or do you know someone who wants to quit smoking or vaping nicotine? So let's see what the percentages are. And I'm curious about this one because I, I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. Kim's just joining us. Love your throwing the truth. Thank you, Kim. From beautiful Minnesota. It's cooled, but beautiful white snow. Yes. You are in the frozen north. Uh, let's see. I spent a February there years ago, and I remember how cold and snowy it was. Are you trying to find the uh, results? Yeah, you just need to stall a little bit longer. <laughs> Stretch it out. Stretch it out. What am I going to say? <laughs> Did you include the article of Mucunia? Purians, Mucunia Purians. That's in there, isn't it? The article in, in the, the show notes? notes? Yeah. 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 Okay. So people can research that. Okay. Good. Yep. 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 All right. So results. And then, all right. So what do you think? I mean, you're, you're kind of curious here. So if yeah. you had to guess, well, what do you think the answer is going to be? I, you know, What's my inclination is because it's my bias that I don't know a lot of people who are still smoking or vaping nicotine. Right. So uh, I would say no, not, or maybe not sure, but. I bet there are. I just don't know. I have no idea. This is one I'm stumped this on. This is what do you one say? I've got you on. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. here's the oh, uh, results of our subscribers. Look at that. An overwhelming majority don't know of someone. Don't. Which I understand that, yeah. but a significant number do. 24%. So that, yeah. that's, a, that's a big number. You're right. That Crave Kicker could be of great benefit for those of you who are in the know now as to what to do to help if you want to stop or reduce your reliance on those things. So, okay, that's, well, that's a good sign. That's it is significant. If you got almost 24% of the folks that either want to or know somebody that wants to uh, reduce the reliance on nicotine in any form. Yep. Good job, Super D, for, for helping us get that connected together. <coughs> Excuse me. So my uh, daughter just texted. I got to go get her from school. So we'll wrap up the uh, bonus round and see you from LA area tomorrow. If anybody is in the LA area, wants to connect, I may have some free time this week and we'll see how the time rolls. Uh, just message us or, or you can leave a 
a number on our toll-free, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355, or message Super Don. You know how to do that, or uh, message the website. We'll check it out before I get there. Email's good. Um, I'll tell you that a couple of those questions were from people that had messaged on our Facebook page, our uh, Robert Scott Bell Show fake Facebook page, and Facebook page, it, yeah, it like was that. like two weeks ago. Whoa, we so missed that. We don't we don't notice those as as quickly as we do if you shoot an email to me at askrsb at gmail.com or okay. if you message me directly yeah. on uh, Facebook Messenger or something like that. Okay. So. What was that? What are you dropping? Oh, don't be dropping your phone. All right. Drop the mic because the show. Dude, my back. (laughs) My back is killing me today. Put some transdermal CBD from Nutritional Frontiers on. Oh, I got to go. And then get a soft, cushy thing to stand on super deep. I'm I'm slowly getting used to this. Yeah. All right, folks. We're going to sign off for the night. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. Thanks Good for evening. tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hope and you enjoyed the show today. We'll see you less than 22 hours from now out of LA, somewhere out of LA. Wish Are you not. scared? Kind no, of nervous, maybe? I'm, going, I'm not scared. No. No? Okay. I'll be all right. But thank you for your concern. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow live from Los Angeles. Nighty night, everybody. See you tomorrow. Talk to you later.